Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Yo. It's Grapsody with Will, Phil, and Reg Trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads It's Grapsody, we're here to fill the void Three black fans, different perspective, gotta fill your voice Coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between Yeah, it's all that, and we're down with FIFO, better fall back Coming for respect, we connect like a ball bat No need to double check, these are all facts You're listening to us talk raps you're listening to us talk craps. Will Phil and Reg. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Yeah, we're craps a D here to talk craps. Good morning. Bro, what? Are, are you all right? Yeah, no, I started reading about the uh, All Japan and WWE thing. Oh, okay. I was confused. I was like, what? Right as the video started, I started reading that. And I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> so things got hella confusing for a second there. Yeah. A uh, lot of uh, crazy news coming out of Japan. We'll get into that in a minute. But this is Saturday. It's noon, whatever time it is in your t- in your place in the world. This is Grapsity. I'm Phil Lindsay. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Righteous Reg. What's going on, brother? In the building, it's your boy, Media Man, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster, not a dirt sheet writer, pro wrestling analyst, creator of the BW500, if you didn't know. Very happy to be here. It's the holidays, Phil. Uh, We both have hats on. They're not Santa hats, but we are wearing our version of Santa hats, I think. Yeah. uh, I am... uh... Wearing a Chicago Bulls um, very festive winter hat, kind of like Jack the Jobber does on the Cultaholic uh, podcast. He is always wearing Bulls memorabilia. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know why that pops me every time I see it. Shout out to Jack the Jobber. I know why it pops you every time you see it. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> all the way in UK, uh, showing love to the Bulls. Uh, Bulls are just one of those teams that's just pop culture. Um, anytime I've gone out of the country and I've said I'm from Chicago. They're like, oh, Chicago Bulls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I've I've gone out of the country and I've like seen people wearing like Jordan jerseys or Derrick Rose jerseys. So it's just one of those things that this city is known for, Chicago Bulls. Um, and of course, Chicago Bulls are playing really good basketball right now. Surprisingly, uh, won seven of their last 10 games. Um, looking really, really good without one Zach Levine. I don't know what that means. Um, but... Um, 
Yeah, it's been entertaining. I, of course, have been a Chicago Bulls fan for my entire life. And so um, I know not to get my hopes up for this. And I know what this <laughs> means. I'm just I'm just glad that we're getting good basketball. They're competing. Them guys is going out there hooping, man. Kobe White is looking like one of the most improved player of the year for me so far. That guy has been killing it. Um, DeRozan's still looking like DeRozan. Vooch is doing his thing. I knew that a certain team was going to turn into a regular season team again after the end season tournament. Um, <laughs> right on time, the uh, Los Angeles Lakers turned into who we thought they were. Bulls uh, got a W on them the other night. Felt pretty good. Um, as soon as that banner it, dropped for that end season tournament, I was like, all right, I know what time it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, you know what time it is. Um, but it's been a good week of hoops. We got uh, some two really, really good games on TNT. The boy 12 is back. John Morant had a very good game the other night, dropping a game winner to win that game. Really good to see John back and in good form. Yeah. Um, your guys had a really good game that night. Steph is still Steph, man. Mm-hmm. Went out there and hung 17 points on those guys' heads in the second half because they were yeah. playing with him, mm-hmm. had him in foul trouble. But, man, that, that shot he hit at the end of the game was just. That's probably my best, my favorite thing about the Warriors, Phil, is like there's turmoil, Draymond, there's controversy, Clay, what's the future? But, like, at the end of the day, there's still Steph Curry, and he's still going to Steph Curry when it comes time. And hitting game-winning shots and the sleep, the go-to-sleep, it's just like, it just yeah. feels good. <laughs> it felt like a little bit of uh, flashbacks to their last championship playing the Boston Celtics. Boston Celtics had them on the ropes. Um, mm-hmm. I thought Boston Celtics were going to win this game. And then Steph came out and turned into Steph and proceeded, conceded to lull those guys to sleep. Yes. That last shot he hit was... <sighs> I, I'm continuing to be amazed. We've watched this guy hit ridiculous threes for so many years now. But how quick he got that three up, man. So fast. From the hip. And it just went in on that. And not just that. Listen, I am a avid uh, Chris Paul detractor, buddy. But the way he put that ball right on the button, man. Yeah. That ball was where it needed to be. Perfectly exactly timed. Where incredible pass. Yeah, I don't know how you could. And people probably think, like, that's a, sh- a trick shot. Or he, like, j- no, he tr- practices that weekly probably in the gym of, like, getting that quick release, getting a three off with point blah, blah, blah seconds to go. So this is, like, a calculated thing. But Steph Curry is just otherworldly, man. He's an alien. Uh, he's that guy. We, of course, got the conversation afterwards because Shaq said, you know, how long before we start putting him in a conversation oh, yeah. for greatest of all time? And I feel like he's there. I feel like he yeah. is one of the best point guards of all time. He's in my top five. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's my top five, I think it's Magic, then Steph, Isaiah Thomas, probably Jason Kidd, Stockton. Mm. Just off the top of my head, those are five all-time great. I always consider, you know how I feel about influence, Phil. I'm huge on influence. Anybody that changed the entire trajectory, that changed the entire game, how could you not include them in the greatest of all time? If if you – if centers are doing threes now because of what you did, like we have to talk about it at this point. He's completely changed the game, completely revolutionized the three-point shot. 
Um, you've got guys taking shots from way back from the logo <laughs> because of this guy. You got LeBron like doing the no look shot that he does, and there's so many guys like Dame, all of these guys, Trey, Trey Young, all of these guys have, mm-hmm. have changed their game because of this guy. Yeah. Um, obviously, one of the greatest Golden State Warriors players ever, probably the greatest Golden Number State one. Warriors player ever. Yeah. Um, lifted that organization. Um, into being one of the most lucrative teams in basketball, one of the most lucrative teams in sports. Yep. Um, uh, one of my, my arguments, because I saw people saying that he don't belong in a conversation with like the Kareems and the Jordans and LeBron, of course, but um, just to go on a tangent, because I am a, a, a Curry fan. Yep. Um, there are only a few people that have done things that Jordan has done. And I will tell you that Steph Curry is one of them. And mm-hmm. that might seem absurd to you, but let's just check the tape. Michael Jordan, part of one of the greatest basketball teams of all time, won 72 and 10 games. The only guy that beat his record 73 games, Steph Curry. Um, one oh. of the only guys that has led the league in points and steals in a year where he was MVP. There's only three men to do it. Michael Jordan, Allen Iverson, Steph Curry. Um, he holds most of the records for three-point shooting, over 3,500 Threes made for his career. Mm-hmm. Nobody's touching that record anytime soon. No. Um, when you talk about a guy that went to a brand that didn't really have a basketball brand, because that's what Jordan did. He went to Nike when Nike was still making tennis shoes, mm-hmm. and he made them a figure in basketball. Completely changed the world. Completely changed the way athletes made their money. Because they don't even call them Nikes. They call them Jordans. Yeah, so people get <laughs> Nike deals, and then there's Jordan. Jordan is almost his own brand now. Yeah. And he signs his own athletes as Jordan brand. You know, the only other player that's done that, not LeBron James, Steph Curry with Under mm-hmm. Armour, because now you can be a Steph Curry athlete, as we yep. see, because DeAndre, De- DeAndre Fox, sorry, De'Aaron Fox, is a Curry athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, I can go on and on about how, uh, Chicago Bulls were an expansion team, and they turned into one of the most lucrative players and ba- lucrative teams in basketball because of this guy. Same thing that Steph done for Golden State. Um, so I'm like, how can you not put him in a conversation when he's done so many things that Jordan has also done? Um, and as far as like LeBron beat the guy three times, he beat in the LeBron. Finals guy three <laughs> times, three out of four times he's beat this guy in the finals. <laughs> you got to put him in the conversation, man. I, I think that you have to, of course, how do you put LeBron and Steph beat him? Like I'm like, three, what, what about not Steph? just beat him three <laughs> times. He's beat this guy three times. You got to put him in a conversation. I feel like, man, um, mm-hmm. I, he's one of the best players ever. Uh, obviously one of the best three point shooters of all time, the best three point shooter of all time. Yeah. Um, I, I don't want to continue to gush over the guy. If people are not Steph Curry fans, sorry, you might be a hater. Uh, might be what it is, but nah, that guy Wardell is different, man. Gotta mm-hmm. give him his credit. Yeah, now seeing it, seeing it all go in real time, like with kids in the Bay Area just being so excited, uh, working at a school and them only doing three pointers because of Steph. <laughs> I'm like, when I used to go to school like all everybody wanted to do was dunk when we were down there now none of the kids want to dunk they don't care about that they care about threes because of what this dude did but yeah i'm like how many of the greats beat the greats like there's there's a lot of people that kind of have runs they have championships they have these things but like steph was out there beating 
who you guys are saying is the greatest of all time. So how is he not considered in the conversation? They say because he's small, there's all these kind of things added on to it. And it's just like, all right, bro. But yeah, Shaq was mad when uh, Kenny the Jet Smith didn't add himself into the uh, the conversation. Kenny, Kenny was capping a little bit. Kenny with that uh, crazy beard that he had painted on that night. Um, he, was, he was capping a little bit. He, he was doing a little bit. Of, he was doing a little bit of dancing. He was like, uh, he was like, ah, well, you know, that's not that's not a deep pool of guys that you consider all time great. And I think Ernie made the best argument that Kenny kind of sidestepped. He was like, well, would you consider Steph the greatest shooter of all time? And if you consider him the greatest shooter of all time, why would you not then put him in that depth chart of one of the all-time right. greats? And then he comes back and goes, would you put the best rebounder of all time? And that's not the same thing, Kenny. Like, right. you know that's not the same thing. Way it's not different. Just the, not, not that this guy is the greatest three-point shooter of all time. Again, this guy changed the game. It used mm-hmm. to be guys wanted to dunk. Guys wanted to go out and do, like, the fancy layups and get to the rim. This guy completely changed all of that. Yeah. Like, they got entire teams, like, all going for threes. Everybody's competing for the most threes of all time. Like, it's all about threes now. The game has completely changed because of what he did. The greatest rebounder of all time didn't change the game. I mean, but they still, like, the greatest of all times of whatever their position or whatever they played should be considered, though, is where I kind of land with it. Yeah. Because you know how many basketball players there are, Phil? And if you're the best out of all these people, you have to be considered at some point. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just think, like, I think when time goes on, uh, people are going to be a lot more uh, favorable to his career and some of the things that we watched this guy do. I mm-hmm. One of the best we've ever seen do it, man. Yeah. Um, just, I don't think he's won the championship this year, but no. this guy's only 35 years old. He could, he could possibly get another one before he's done. Yeah. Uh, we're going to need to do some restructuring over here because things are rough. <laughs> Yeah, definitely going to have to change your team around. And make you that saw happen. that video of Jordan Poole in the, the beginning of the game, and he was, like, cutting up, and he felt like, please take me back. And they were like, no, we're not, we're not doing that, brother. <laughs> he, 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 uh, he gave the, uh, Eddie Kane. <laughs> nice like this, I wish. <laughs> Raindrops would fall. He did kind of slowly walk up like that. <laughs> Why are you insulting me, man? Oh, y'all want to insult me. (laughs) (laughs) Some good, no, some good basketball being played. And, of course, you have said that your favorite game, one of your favorite games of the year is the Christmas game, and uh, it's almost Christmas. Yeah, no, I I am a big believer that NBA on Christmas is better than NFL on Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. Um, This is kind of the time of the year when basketball starts getting better and better. I think the end-season tournament helped to be – completely honest it did well that that, was a success yeah i think that was a success i think basketball has been very entertaining for the last few weeks um very excited for the basketball games this weekend um i don't know what other christmas stuff are you looking forward to uh well after this podcast immediately i am traveling to bakersfield of course that's a life of a holiday for righteous reg um so i'm going to be on the road for some hours driving and then give it to my mom my mom said she's making some gumbo so that's all i've been thinking about on, on nothing else in the world that's been in my brain uh christmas is different at this age i'm like no gifts or anything is happening it's just about like seeing your fam kind of kicking it and uh uh enjoying a little bit of time off <laughs> yeah, you know it's, it's mostly enjoying people's company, man. Because mm-hmm. Christmas at our age is uh, 
uh, getting to this holiday every year and kind of trying to avoid seasonal depression. Yes. Things. <laughs> and, and, you know, people are just not here. Uh, this is our first Man. holiday uh, without my grandmother. Um, mm-hmm. And there's like a bunch of other people. The more and more you go to these things, it's like the more and more you realize this person's not there and less people right. that you grew up with are coming to these things. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I guess uh, for people that kind of struggle during this time of year, um, you know, we'll get through it. Spend time with people that mean something to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether that be you know friends and family internet folks for some people i know internet friends are like a big impact on people's lives but yeah. uh yeah no nah, looking forward to spending the weekend with family uh eating good food and what have you um <laughs> it, uh, is the christmas menu the same as the thanksgiving menu so there was some controversy online of someone said quit making christmas or thanksgiving food on christmas but like ain't it all kind of the same is it like holiday food similar. like a Holiday uh, food similar, right? Um, yeah, it, it's very similar, but yeah, no, nah, very much looking forward to it. I I sometimes have my bah humbug mo- mood where I'm just like, uh, Christmas, mm-hmm. um, because again, the, the memory stuff that comes with it. You got to spend a ton of money. Um, sometimes money we do not have, um, <laughs> and it's uh yeah. So sometimes it can be depressing, but I would say power through it Ooh. and just appreciate the people you have in your life that mean mm-hmm. something to you. Um, Appreciate like Christmas classics. Get your Don Hathaway on. Yes. Your um, James Brown, uh, Santa Claus going straight to the ghetto. Whatever I've other heard the Christmas Don Hathaway classic. song so many times in the last three weeks. I'm like, every black movie you can't watch a black Christmas movie without it. Like it's they're like, okay, we got the soundtrack. You know what's automatically going to be on there. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah. Donnie Hathaway, of course, is classic. Of course, the uh, Jackson Five. Um, Santa Claus is coming to town. It's also another mm-hmm. Christmas classic. Um, I don't know if I'm missing any. Uh, Snoop, of course. Santa Claus, straight to the ghetto. Yep. Um, Run DMC, Christmas and Hollis. Christmas and Hollis. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, throw on your favorite Christmas movies as well. Home Alone or whatever else. Um, this mm-hmm. Christmas Vacation, Elf. <laughs> Elf. Uh, yeah, I watched a couple I, of the new. Uh, speaking of black movies, I watched uh, *Ludacris*. It's a ludicrous Disney movie, and brother, let me tell you, the acting in that was god awful. They gave *Ludacris* <laughs> all the worst lines. I'm like, why y'all hook *Ludacris* up with like the worst lines of all time? And he's like a he's like a Grinch essentially the whole time. He's like mad. His daughter's like trying to enjoy Christmas. He's like, man, I hate Christmas. Like every thirty minutes, he's like. <laughs> hate this and it's like man these are some terrible lines Lil Rel's in it shout out to another Chicago legend out there but yes yeah, a Disney movie if you guys are interested in the cheesiest of cheese check definitely check out Luda Christmas that's not what it's called at at all Luda Christmas uh, he's in um, there <laughs> yeah I haven't seen this but this influx of terrible uh holiday Hallmark movies they're so bad thing. uh the, the two be Christmas movies are straight oh. to it just yeah, no, I have not watched a bunch of them, but uh, yeah, no, there's no shortage of Christmas movies if you're looking for something to watch. Of course, I watch uh, Christmas Vacation and The Christmas Story every year because, mm-hmm. of course, these are like classics. Elf is a classic to me. Yeah, um, yeah Friday I, After Next for the Black Friday people. After Next, classic <laughs> Christmas movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we're going to have the same debate that we have every year of is Die Hard a Christmas movie. Like, listen, I've guys, seen it. you've made your point. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It is. I don't need to hear this every year. You win. 
it, it, it's in the list. It just, I don't know. It's like somebody's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about this debate this year. Let's get into it. It's like, no, it, it is. You win. It's around Christmas time, holidays. We agree. We're all in agreement that this is what it is. So, yeah, shout out to the people celebrating. Shout out to the people not celebrating. something Because some people, this is just yeah. with Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and they don't care about nothing. And shout out to y'all, too, because that's how it can be, and that's how it should be. Because it's a little bit rough sometimes. When Phil said, sometimes spending money that you don't have, I'm like, Oh man, like, and for what some dumb day, and it's like, yeah, stressful. It, it, it is definitely not as fun as when you're a kid and you don't realize like how money works and all this other stuff. You just know that there's Christmas gifts under the tree, um, mm-hmm. and it's all good times. But uh, uh, I'm looking, thinking back, I'm like, damn, my mom was going through it to get these dumbass gifts to buy a Super Nintendo. You know how much a Super Nintendo cost back then? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I definitely appreciate that stuff. The older I get, that my yeah. mom. Uh, made sure that we had Christmas. Because mm-hmm. um, it's art out here. If I had a kid, I'd be like, Shh, hope you like Happy Meals for Christmas, big dog, because it's crazy outside. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of Christmas gifts, we have a interview right after this show. Um, we recorded last week right after Grapsity. Talked mm-hmm. to the young goat, um, Leo Rush. Yep. Look out for that interview right after Grapsity. Um, should be dropping, I don't know, a specific time, but right after. <laughs> right afterwards. Definitely a dope interview. We got into some, uh, you know, some really interesting stuff, some mental health stuff, some return stuff, some uh, all kind of stuff. I thought it was a really good interview. One of the best that Phil and I have done in a while. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, really excited to get Leo. We're both, of course, big Leo fans. Mm-hmm. Um and I thought he seemed like he was in good spirits given yeah. the story he told. Um, it seems like he's excited for his return, excited to get back out there. He's been working, doing a lot of media appearances, doing a lot of promoting. Um, so I'm excited, excited to see where he shows up next. Speaking of returns, I don't know how deep into the pod we wanted to get into it, but shout out to another Chicago legend, Ali, going crazy with the dates. He came outside and was like, no, I'm really outside, y'all. I'm not fake outside. He announced about 20 dates, and they're all heat. He's going to be wrestling Leon Slater, Mike Bailey. He's a gringo loco match. There's like, he has the full schedule of heat, and he's about to hit the ground running, Bill. Are you super excited? I'm sure you're very excited about this. Very excited about this. Big uh, big fan of uh, Ali from his time with WWE, from his time on 205 Live. Um, very underrated for his time in WWE, I feel like. And, yeah, he definitely hit the ground running this week because he is a free agent now. Mm-hmm. He is one of the top free agents coming into 2024, in my opinion. Um, and, yeah, he, he hit the ground. He dropped a video for his world tour. Um, that promo he cut during that was cool. I thought the production and everything for it was really, really good. And then, of course, he announced all of his bookings for the next few months. Got some big matches coming up. Like you said, he's got the Leon Slater match with Progress. He's got um, he's got the Jack Cartwheel and Gringo mm. Loco match as well. Got another Fire. Gringo Loco match. He's, he's got the freelance date coming up, of course, because um, that's his home promotion here in Chicago. Yeah. Um, he's got a Pandemonium date coming up. I think the Fi. He's got a Trey Miguel match that he was promoting. Mm. Mike Bailey, like you said, was Prestige. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Robbie X was RevPro. And uh, there was a bit, another big one with a bunch of Lucha guys. I think mm-hmm. it was like uh, Penta El Zero, uh, Gringo Loco, and Vikingo for uh, Dreamwave. 
yeah brother <laughs> so he man he is going to be feeding the fans really really well next year very excited to see what he's doing um he's one of uh one of those guys i feel like that is a big free agent coming into next year leo of course is a free agent as well um we still are on mercedes watch because she is also still a free agent um Osprey got snatched up pretty early, so mm -hmm. he will not be a free agent in 2024, but I still mm -hmm. feel like it's a big year for free agency. We've got the Okada stuff lingering as well because there are the reports that he may or may not return to New Japan, um, so he may be a free agent in 2024. And then we got the newest news that we're going to talk about today about New Japan, so things yeah. might have completely changed. Like, there's so much going on here. Phil is crazy. Yeah, we also got that news that, uh, of course, uh, Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins' um, contracts are also up in 2024. They could potentially be free agents. Could be a big free agent market next year. WWE uh, is giving out bags, brother. I don't think they're letting anybody go. I couldn't see them yeah. even teasing going anywhere else. As soon as Seth and Becky are like, all right, let's talk about it. They're like, how much do you want? Just write your price on the check at this point. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, could be a big year for free agents. Definitely mm -hmm. curious to see how that looks. Um, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to Mustafa Ali. Very mm -hmm. excited to see what he's doing. Very happy to see him so motivated to prove himself. Because I do think that, you know, people did kind of have him fucked up a little bit, man. Cause, and I think he's going to show a lot of people just how, how much that they kind of slept on him. How much WWE could have done more with him. Um I think it's good. I hope he shows up in like Ring of Honor. I would love to see him do like a New Japan date or something. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, very excited to see what he does in 2024. Yeah, we got a couple of uh, Super Chats uh, talking about the subject. Our friend Eloquent says, In Ali, we trust? Question mark, uh, exclamation point. Yeah, I think it's uh, a lot of people are super excited about the potential of what he's going to do here in the future. And like you said, there is, I think so many people after in a couple of weeks after he really starts doing his thing, people are going to be like, oh, I didn't really know Ali could do this or I didn't know blah, 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 blah. Because it's like Sleeping he has been kind of stuck in a box over there. And it's like he was such an unfortunate situation, Phil, because he would like cook online or make these videos that would get like hella people excited. People would be really excited. Then you would think they're going to do something with him on TV and they wouldn't. And then it's like he would fall down again and then get back up with another video and you think he's going to cook again and then they wouldn't. And it's like, what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, one of the biggest what is from that year as well, because if he doesn't get injured, he could have potentially been WWE champion instead of oh, Kofi yeah. Kingston. That the the trajectory of the world could have changed if Ali did not get injured. There could no not be any Kofi mania if it wasn't for that moment, potentially. We don't know the full story. We don't know exactly what was going on, but, like, he played a huge, pivotal role in WrestleMania 35. So, yeah, you know, just that alone, you know, he's down with us forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh... Yeah, again, super excited for him. Deanna Perrazzo is another one that's going to be Deanna. a free agent in 2024. Mm. I'm very excited to see where she ends up as well. Um, she says she's going to test free agency. She is not going to resign with Impact. Um, yeah, there's so many things she could do. I mean, maybe she goes back to WWE. Mm. I kind of would like to see her have a run in Ring of Honor because that's kind of where she got her name and that's where she started. Uh, of course, she's Ring of Honor Women's World Champion recently, but... I would love to see just like a real run with Ring of Honor or like a real run with um, AEW where she can get in front of bigger crowds. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that she has a lot of places that she can go. Um, the WWE side of things, I feel kind of nervous because of what happened previously. I know we're in a new regime and things could potentially change. I hope that things will change because she's shown that she's a high level wrestler and deserves an opportunity to kind of shine. Um, I'd love to see her also in Ring of Honor. I think with what they're doing over there, like she's an automatic uh, we're feuding for the next year with Athena, if that's what type of thing we're going into. Or she's the one to the throne, Athena. She could carry that championship for a while before she transitioned up into the main roster up there. I could see her in Japan promotions. I could see her having a sick indie run where she's the champion of all the indie companies. Like I think her uh, her future is so wide. And the things that she proved that she could do in Impact are going to help her tremendously in the future. Phenomenal run with Impact, man. Mm-hmm. Really phenomenal run. Um, I think she's definitely one of those people that left WWE and had like a career-changing run somewhere else. Um, mm-hmm. And I hope that, you know, that run with Impact gives her like a run somewhere else that she deserves. Because I do think yeah. while I enjoyed the Impact run, I think a lot of people didn't see it because, of course, they yeah. have a smaller audience. Um, and I would just love to see her in front of a bigger audience. I would love to see her on television again. Um, I, I, of course, I feel like the NXT run should have gone better than it did. Um, so many what ifs with that as well. Mm-hmm. If she didn't sign with NXT and if she ended up in, on the first All In, what could have been? Um, I don't know. Yeah, uh, shout out to uh, her there, uh, and shout out to Impact slash TNA Wrestling who have been making a lot of uh, moves out here. It seems like every time I log into social media, I see TNA signs a new talent or TNA resigns somebody. I love the direction that they're trying to take with this relaunch of you're going to see uh, they're signing a lot of like familiar faces, but they're also signing a lot of new faces and a lot of people that are going to be the future of this company. And I think kind of starting out with this new roster this fresh kind of look and this fresh everything going into the new year i think is a pretty big deal yeah they just signed kushida which is kushida yeah exciting so mm-hmm. um yeah it, it's looking up for uh tna slash impact yeah we'll see we'll see uh van twin blade another one on the line of the ali is uh ali for indeed ali for indeed reg make my book ali for indeed also, there's a Glory Pro show next week at Del Mar Hall. Get down here, Philip. Um, yeah. Hey, man. Um, might have reached out to Ali. I was gonna say, yeah. Um, <laughs> did not, didn't come to fruition, but yeah, we did shoot our shot at Ali. Yeah, I was gonna say a couple of my podcasts have been interested in that, and it doesn't seem like that's what his vibe is. Kind of go. I think he's on a a, a show improved type of deal going yeah. forward. Like he doesn't need to talk at this point. He's talked. He said everything that he needs to do. He's gonna show us in the ring what time it is. Yeah, and I'm not mad at it. Uh, Bragov says happy Grabster Day and happy holidays. 2023 was a wild year of wrestling. Looking forward to 2024. Hope y'all have a great 2024 filled with happiness. Appreciate you, Bragov. Um, yeah, thank yeah. you for supporting the whole year. Yeah, it has been a wild year. <laughs> I was uh, the, doing that. Uh, you guys should check out the video that Denise and I did of top 10 AEW matches of the year. But going back and looking at the list, I just went through the list of the play, the shows that I was at. 
And just remembering the shows of I, that I was in was like, this is an insane year of wrestling. And then add in all the other matches that have kind of happened. Just in AEW was like, this is insane. And then you factor in everybody else. You factor in Japan matches, factor in the WWE stuff. Like WrestleMania was super strong this year. They had like that run earlier with Sammy and Cody and like all this stuff. It's like, this is insane, man. I, we continuously say how there's too much wrestling or there's a lot of wrestling. It's like, everybody cooked and if you want to kind of go back and have like a year-end review you'll see that there's still a lot of hidden gems that we don't even talk about uh speaking of great matches this week um uh, there was a lot of talk of one mike mazanin this week because he had a pretty good match on raw this week um you of course have been a Miz detractor for a long time uh were you impressed by this match no unimpressed don't care um hated my timeline i'm like shut up you guys oh he had a great match. i could have a great match with gunther right now and i haven't been in a wrestling ring in about 16 years guaranteed five stars because that's what gunther does it's not surprising have a great match with fucking shanky next week and then i'll be impressed <laughs> you can't do a match with all you had a match with brian danielson and it was classic see i told you no you're not telling me anything you're not showing me anything gunther's the best wrestler in the whole company he should have an amazing match with him. That's what it is. You're that's like laying out a platter, like, here, have a fresh match. It's like being on the indies and you seeing your name next to Speedball Mike Bailey. You're like, I'm about to have a classic match tonight. To it's an easy one. Like, no, I'm not impressed. That's not impressive. I I I will I will give Miz's credit. I I after the Survivor Series match, I was like, Yeah, this was a pretty good storyline. This was about as good as you're gonna get probably out of these two, this matchup. I feel like the the Raw match was better than the Survivor Series match. Um, I feel like this was probably Miz's best match in a long time. Um, probably better than his his Roll- the the last really good Miz match was the Rollins match, and this match was I feel like the best match at least since then. Phil Miz came into the WWE in two thousand four. It's about to be 2024. He's been there for 20 years. We shouldn't be talking about him like he's an NXT rookie. And people still <laughs> talk about him 20 years later like he's an NXT rookie. This was the best match he's had. Like, we should, of course, it's been 20 years. You should be having amazing matches every fucking day because what did you learn? He tells us every week, I've never been injured. I've been at WWE, blah, blah, blah. I never take a day off. Well, what the hell? Get in the ring and fucking practice then. Why are you still as not that great as you used to be? And bring well, up all the best matches that he's had. Who are they with? The people that you're supposed to have great matches with. Oh, he yeah. had a great match with Seth Rollins. So did I. <laughs> so did I. <laughs> um, I, I, I agree with you to an extent. But I do, like I said, I do feel like he deserves some credit for this match. Of course, I'm not one of those guys every time he has a good match. See, I told you, Miz is a great worker. I mean, look, Miz is going to go down as, as as a great for a lot of people because of, like, the character stuff, the promo stuff, his IC title stuff. Um, and he deserves his credit. But I, I feel like this was a really good match. Um, of course, it's Gunther. Gunther don't miss. Um, but I feel like... I feel like it's fair to say the Miz feud is one of the best Gunther feuds during his time as champion. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the story stuff they did was really well. Um, this match was not just good. It uh, this this set up Miz not being able to challenge Gunther for the title again. Um, and I thought he showed a lot of desperation in this match. He worked the hand in this match after 
uh gunther went to chop him and hit the post instead um he had some really good spots of him working the hand that's why where he kicked his hand he went to grab it he grabbed it behind and hit, hit him with the skull crushing finale really really good false finish gunther beat this man down though hit him with that power bomb picked him up hit him with a rainmaker out of nowhere <laughs> picked him up power bombed him again and said yeah enough of this stop bringing up Miz to me i am the best ic champion ever um i loved it i thought this was a really good match yeah and no, i'm gassing Miz. i'm gonna shoot him a little bit of bell if i was making a mount rushmore of just wwe guys like they didn't go anywhere else they didn't do anything else like they came up in that system they wanted to be a wwe guy i will put miz on that list honestly like completely like if we're talking about like from i used to watch the real world where he was like i want to be the wwe champion we're talking about from reality to superstar he might be like the best that's ever done it if that's what we're talking about just because like i saw him come from nothing to being in the WWE, in the WrestleMania main event, I was at that show. So, like, I don't like the guys wrestling, not totally. And for me, I don't care about a Gunther match. But if we're talking about, like, his place in history, he deserves everything yeah, that he, he got because he's earned it. Yeah, whether you like his work or whether you feel like he's regressed as a talent, he's still one of the greatest WWE success stories ever. Yeah. Um, that's just that's just a fact. I mean, going mm-hmm. from being a reality television show star to main eventing WrestleMania with John Cena, two-time WWE champion, yeah. uh, two-time Grand Slam champion. Now, he deserves his flowers. He's going to be a future WWE Hall of Famer. It's it's undeniable. Facts. Big facts. He might get a couple rings at this point with what he's did, and, like, you can't even, like, debate it. Like, if we're talking about WWE, we're talking about this company, he's done it. Like, he did, yeah. like, everything that he kind of set out to do. So, yeah, I'd never want to take away from that. I don't want to watch this guy wrestle, but he deserves everything that he got, so. Yeah, I, I look. Gunther's and he gets to go home to a baddie. Like, he don't care about what I'm talking about. Yeah, and Gunther's Gunther. <laughs> yeah, Gunther just had a phenomenal year. And I think this feud, like I said, is going to go down as one of his best. I feel like last year, the Sheamus feud was really his feud of the year. I would say this year, it's been the Gable and the Miz stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think uh, beyond how I feel about the match, I think this kind of stuff like this is very important for Gunther's reign and what the future is going to hold because they're going to want him to be in more type of feuds like that when he gets to the world title scene. You know what I mean? They're going to want him to be out having monologues and one-on-one promos with these guys. And Miz is the the litmus test that the, 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 what's going to go on to – uh, determine how he does with those main event stars. So I think this was good for the next step in Gunther's career. Yeah, I think uh, the, the heels on Raw have also made the show miles better. Um, not just what Gunther has done as champion, uh, but what Nakamura is now doing this year. I shout feel like Nakamura Nock. has had a fantastic year as a heel. His bars were trash the other night, but shout out yeah, to Yeah, his, his, like, his Grinch speech on, on <laughs> Rhodes was really, really funny, but uh, I think everything he's been doing at the heel, the, the vignettes they're doing with the subtitles are really, really cool. Mm-hmm. I think he's had a great, great year. Um, also, Drew becoming a heel since he's got back has been really good. His feud with Seth, I feel like, has been fantastic. One of the best feuds of Seth's reign. I did the stuff this week where he got kind of real, where he was like, nah, you know, I've had to miss time at home. I've had to miss funerals. I've had to miss a lot of things to be here. And it's supposed to be worth it by being the guy that is the guy, the top guy, that's the champion. And so I need to win that. And I feel like that's kind of the thing that's missing with Roman's time as champion of guys feeling like, no, I need to beat you because you are considered the man. You're considered yep. the top guy here. And again, mm-hmm. I'm going to echo what I said last week. 
I feel like that's why right now the World Heavyweight Championship feels like the main title for the company because you mm-hmm. can see all of these guys are gunning for Seth. Um, Punk came, came straight in. He's gunning for him. Drew wants that belt. Um, yep. Damian Priest. Um, the only person that don't seem to want it is, is Cody Rhodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cody, see, uh, Seth and that belt. Oh, what's up, G? I'm, I'm good. Nah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like it, though, man. You know, that's the one thing I like about Cody Rhodes and like in his character is like he does like if he tells you something, he's going to stick to that. You know what I mean? I meant what I said. I want that belt. Yeah, right. (laughs) I want your belt, bro. (laughs) Cool. That's cool. Uh, Get get your shit off, Ronald, but I want that belt over there. (laughs) And he's going to take that shit to the grave. But hopefully, look, man, I don't. Going into WrestleMania, so many things have changed. I think we uh, uh talking about WWE and talking about WrestleMania season. Shout out to Charlotte Flair, who they announced this week is out with a li- uh, so many things in her leg are wrong. Just yeah. a very unfortunate injury. The fall that her and Oscar took was scary, and it ended yeah. up being extra scary. So shout out to Charlotte, who um was set up to have a pretty big season coming up going into WrestleMania and to Go out with such an unfortunate injury at such an unfortunate time really sucks. Yeah, uh, they said she's going to miss about nine months. Um, seems like a pretty bad knee injury um, based off of the report that came out. Um, yeah, uh, of course, get back soon to Charlotte. Um, it was good to see her out and about at the CMLL show supporting mm-hmm. Andrade. Um, but yeah, sucks that she's going to miss WrestleMania season. Mm-hmm. Unfortunate, she was set up. Let's get into a couple more uh, super chats. Uh, Meet Norma says, "Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, fellas. My Wizards are halfway to ten wins, and wrestling is getting crazier all the time. Twenty twenty four would be no different. Thank y'all for the hard work and great content. Meet Man out. Appreciate you, man. Uh, Wizards are one of those teams where, if I'm looking for a team with low odds to either cover the spread or win their game, I pick them often." And they they either cover the spread for me every time or they always win. I don't know why. Every time I pick them, they win their game or cover the spread. (laughs) This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time, but The question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. What's the easiest choice you can make? 
Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Happened like three times in a row. <laughs> Look, me, Normus, Phil's trying to shoot you some kind of something to feel good about the season. So, shout out to No, that. but seriously, it, it's one of those things that I, I cannot figure out. Uh, Wa- Washington Wizards, of course, are not a very good team. <laughs> but, <laughs> could be worse. You could be the Detroit Pistons. Um, Listen. There's levels. <laughs> Could be a lot worse. <laughs> uh, our homie Aaron Busby says, coming live from ATL for the holidays. Just want to show y'all love and go Niners. Shout out to Busby being down in the ATL for the holidays. Yeah. Um, I don't know if it's warm in ATL right now. It's probably uh, warmer than it is here. Um, but, yeah. Enjoy your uh, chicken and waffles or whatever. <laughs> <in ATL. laughs> Chicken and waffles or whatever you're doing out there. I'm sure it's super lit in uh, in Atlanta for the holidays. They always do everything pretty big, and they're funny about everything, like everything in general, honestly. Just a, such a funny place to exist and live. But shout-out to Busby. Hopefully everything's good. Hopefully your fam's good, and hopefully you're chilling. Uh, yes Boy says, Phil, do you recast Kang with another actor, or who do you want to see be the new MCU main villain? Dr. Doom? Question mark. Um, uh, to me, Dr. Doom is possibly the greatest comic book villain of all time. So, of course, I do want to see an actual good Dr. Doom on a uh, film. So I would love it if they go with him as the next main. I think they can easily recast Kang if they wanted to, though. Um, mm-hmm. There are guys that uh, probably fit their role. I would say just recast him at this point. Um, but if they don't and they go with Doom, I'd be really happy with that. Um, I, I did laugh this week when they <laughs> that somebody found that uh, comment from IG from John Boyega where they were like, hey, man, John, maybe John Boyega's not busy. And John Boyega was like, no, nah, I am busy. <laughs> Leave me alone, man. Yeah, I, I, I still feel so saddened by his time with Star Wars and how yeah. that basically soured him on most fandom. He's just like, yeah, nah, leave me alone, bro. <laughs> yeah, unfortunate because he would be slotted right in if he wanted to be. But it's like, nah, he's not doing all that. Uh, <laughs> it's been a wild week with all the Jonathan Major stuff. So I feel like they need to just wash their hands of him and move on, man, because you're going to be recasting in the future anyway. So might as well just start now. Yeah, uh, yeah, that whole situation is so weird, man. Um, of course, he was found guilty this week uh, on two charges, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, he was charged with unintentional, um, what do you call it, abuse, and then there was harassment mm-hmm. charge as well. Um, it doesn't seem like he's going to possibly see that much jail time if he does, I said, at minimum a year. Mm-hmm. And you know how this goes. He's not going to spend an entire year in jail. No. Um, 
Uh, but of course, the ramifications is that he did get fired from Disney, will no longer be Kang. Um, and I kind of saw that coming when um, all this stuff started coming down, even before he went to court and his management and all the PR people and his agents started dropping him immediately. Mm-hmm. It felt like it all happened like so fast. I was like, that tells me that the people close to him know something that we don't know. Yeah. Um, and that always made me feel like, yeah, this isn't looking good for him. Some damning evidence. Uh, yeah. Just unfortunate all around nasty stuff. Everybody keep your hands to yourself and relax, please. Uh, Johnny says next year, Continental Classic should have four leagues, fresh semifinals, and a world title shot for the winner. I know there are a lot of titles, but Tony should make an AEW slash ROH high flying belt. Um, maybe. Uh, I wouldn't be mad at like cruiserweight belt, but I know why AEW has never wanted to have a cruiserweight division, mm-hmm. and they've always wanted to treat the smaller guys like they can compete for the world title. They don't want yep. weight classes. And I understand it, but they have so many great luchadors and stuff that it feels like, man, they could do so many great things with like that kind of division. Even if Mm -hmm. they didn't want to call it the cruiserweight division, just call it something else, Mm kind of like the X division. Just find something else to to exactly Mm -hmm. the spot food division. Look, just make the belt, bro. We want to see some flips and shit, so make it. I'm I'm all in. Uh, DNC Digital says, "What's up, fellas? Have you guys had a? Uh, hope you guys have a blessed holiday. Thank you. Taking my daughter to our first AEW show tonight. Finishing Ooh. the year strong after having a rough few years, and you guys helped. So thank you. No, thank you for supporting. Thank you for being here. And hopefully everything is great tonight. At the what's going on tonight? What is tonight? Oh, collision. collision. I was like, what day is it? <laughs> what day is it? It's Christmas night. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, man, I'm glad you're doing better, man. I'm, I'm glad we can help you out, man. But uh, yeah, man, Collision should be a good one. Um, uh, the a lot going on tonight for Collision. Got mm-hmm. more Continental Classic stuff. Um, got a big return for you. Should be a good show in San Antonio. Yeah, should be pretty exciting. The Continental Classic work has been top notch, and I'm sure tonight with Claudio and Brian Danielson that we're gonna see some wild shit. Uh, Van Twinblade also says, okay, okay, Will ain't here. Can we talk about how annoying 90% of Christmas music is, little kids singing badly, or the same 20 famous songs over and over? Uh, it depends on what it is. I'm, of course, not like into hearing like the caroling and all that stuff. Nah. Uh, but like I said earlier, we have so many classic Christi- Christmas records. Can't say that I am a big fan of the Mariah Carey record because it's played to death and we hear it so much. Um, but course that's classic as well i just feel like it's just played way too much (laughs) (laughs) uh some more christmas content devil kazuya 27 says since it's christmas what's the best pie he says key lime sweet potato the best are we just like holiday pies or just pies in general i guess pies in general is cheesecake on the pie I think it's a cake. It's, it's cake is in the title. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a cake, bro. Okay, okay, okay. I think it's a cake, I'll go man. with that. Okay, I'm gonna go with uh, just apple pie, man. I'm classic American. Yeah, um, lemon meringue is also lemon meringue. Do smack though. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you can't. Really, there's not really a lot of them you can go wrong with. But key lime, actually, you can't go wrong. I don't really mess with that. I, uh, I see. Yeah, I can't. I I I when I saw that as well. Key lime. I don't know. That ain't really mm-hmm. on my. Ain't really on my radar like that, bro. <laughs> um, 
Our friend Eloquent has a good question. Why isn't AEW interested in Julia? Uh, I don't know. Um, I saw that people made a big deal of that, um, along with the Sasha thing, slash Mercedes thing that was going on around. Um, I don't know. Um, I, maybe it's just one of those things where um, she's already showed interest in going to WWE for so long, and she seems like one of those women that I could easily see in WWE. I mean, the second she started um, killing it and starting, I was like, yeah, she fits what they want to do in WWE to a T. You know, multilingual. Um, she's got, like, the look. She's got all of the things that you consider for a WWE superstar. So maybe they already know that she's not on she's not on their radar. I don't know. Um, but, you know, she's also talked about wanting to wrestle Asuka and EO over there and all of these mm. other people. So I just feel like maybe, like, from my point of view, I'm seeing it like I feel like she's always been someone that's going to end up in WWE. Mm-hmm. so uh, maybe that's why but i have no idea yeah that kind of feels like she always kind of felt like a wwe style wrestler to me like no disrespect to her i think she's a great amazing talent like as we've seen but it feels like from how she's talked how she's kind of moved that that felt like a place that she wanted to end up that could be a part of it um it's just been so funny because you see so many <laughs> going with with signings as you see so many people being like oh they're signing everybody you can't sign everybody why are you guys signing everybody and then they don't sign julia they're like why didn't you sign julia what's going on what's going on? it's like you can't have everything you can't sign everybody you can't sign uh every single wrestler free agent that we talked about earlier if they're available but i think i mean for my money i would have signed her um i do think that it looks away and i think for most people it's the optic of um, they do keep signing big free agents, and in terms of like that not the big ones we want. Agent, well, well, in terms of that big free agent, that's a woman. We haven't seen it yet. I know for some people, Saraya was supposed to be that, but like the fact that they haven't nailed down a deal with Mercedes yet, mm-hmm. um, the fact that Julia is such a big name, and they're yeah. possibly not interested her in her. Uh, mm-hmm. Deonda's out there. We haven't seen anything as far as trying to sign her, even when Jordan was at the end of her contract with impact it didn't seem like there was a big push to sign her Mm. um so maybe that's why some fans are looking at it a way like why are y'all hesitant to sign this big female free agent when when is that gonna happen um i don't know i I, makes sense I, i i don't know what that what the hold up is there i don't know what is the reservations there but julia is kind of a, a different case um it, and it, again, it is interesting. No, no knock at Mariah May at all. Mariah May is fantastic, but um, being interested in Mariah May and then Julia's over there, you show no interest in Julia. That is kind of interesting. Thing. <laughs> it it looks kind of, wild. It, it does look a little weird, but I again, I don't, I can't speak for what they're looking for, so I can't, I can't say that that's negative. I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you, I mean, if you break it down like that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that does look a little bit wild. I don't really understand it. And then, like, if you look on the opposite, then, like, all if there's a male free agent, like, they're going to at least show some interest. Yeah. And at maximum, they're going to get signed. Like, I mean, like, Will Ospreay, he wasn't uh, he wasn't even a damn free agent. It was like they're making this deal with New Japan in conjunction with New Japan, it feels like. Like, they're going before they even become free agents with the men. And then when there's there's been amazing game-changing women on the uh, market and they just haven't sit, filled, 
as urgent with it. So that does feel understandable. Yeah. And I mean, um, I keep seeing it pop up in our chats that someone's asking if uh, she has heat with Emmy Sakura. I've never heard that. I know that there was some heat with the way that she left Ice Ribbon. Um, but that's kind of a Jap- Japan thing uh, mm-hmm. because a lot of people don't leave their home promotions and go to another promotion in Japan. Usually, because I mean, even look at people going from NOAA to New Japan. It mm-hmm. doesn't happen that often. Um, I don't know. I, I, I haven't heard any... Um, think about a heat between the two maybe right, who knows um i don't know man i do think it says something though that um we keep hearing like one of the, one of the holdups with like the women's division is that they haven't had that big star and it's like all right but mm-hmm. sign that big star that's ava- when it becomes available then and yeah you can't be like oh we want to keep building we want to build our own stars but then you've had chances to build stars and that kind of slipped between your fingers as well. Because mm-hmm. um, the J thing did happen this year, which is another big thing to happen this year that it seems like that has, that's one of those big news stories that happened and it has just kind of fallen. Because <laughs> there's so many big news stories. It's kind of fallen into the pile with everything else that's happened. Um, but yeah, it does look away, I guess, if you're if you're concerned about the women's division. I do think that... Uh, Things are looking up for AEW's women's division. We'll get into that more, but mm-hmm. um, it I can see why people think that the perception there is a little crazy. Yeah, definitely does make sense. Uh, Anime Otaku number two says, Miz and Yoshihiku win. Favorite belt gimmick? I really like the idea of New Japan's TV title having the win or vacate rule. Ice ribbons, triple ribbon two. Yeah, I, I like what they're doing with the TV title a lot. Um, Zack Sabre has been tremendous. Um yeah, I like it. I no notes. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely probably my favorite one going on right now, just because the be- the gimmick is cool, but then Zack Saber kind of being the one to be at the forefront of it makes it even doper. Uh, Smiley BWR says, uh, "Afternoon, boys. Merry Christmas Eve, Eve. Hope y'all doing well. Wrestling in 2024 about to be a time, and I'm excited. Phil needs to come to Freelance in 2024, and Reggie needs to visit more. Hi, Tracy. Hello. Happy holidays. I hope you're having a good one. And yeah, I definitely want to come back to Chicago. The Freelance. What Ali's about to do for an already very booming Chicago scene is going to be a lot." Um, yeah, definitely going to try and get out to a freelance show next year, especially if we're going to see Ali pull up. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure we're going to see him more than once in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our friend Shanika, happy holiday. Shanika says, happy holidays. Y'all wishing you and yours the best. Thanks for everything during this extra wild year. So cool. Uh, Leonard Harris III says, as of as if the year hasn't been crazy enough, New Japan closes 2023 with the news of, that the ace of the universe is the new president. Zack Sabre Jr. Tanahashi is going to be insane at Wrestle Kingdom. Same for Okada Danielson, too. I think that's a good transition for us right there. Uh, yeah, we did get the big news last night that um, Hiroshi Tanahashi is the new president of, of New Japan. Um, wow. Came out of nowhere. Was not expecting that at all. Um <laughs> I mean, I could, they just named a president three years ago. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, when you think of how fast that went just because of uh, uh, the pandemic and everything and just how quickly his time as president seemed like it went, 
uh, that does not seem like it was three years ago. But no. It was. Um, but, um, yeah, this is interesting. The timing is interesting um, with the, the big um, union that happened with, like, the eight promotions getting together. Right. That just happened, um, too. That just happened, like, a week ago. <laughs> um, and now you have this news that um, uh, Takami is stepping down. Takami, of course, is the former president. Um, Hiroshi will become president as of December 23rd. I think I read that correct. Mm-hmm. And he's going to make his uh, official announcement and everything by Wrestle Kingdom. Of course, as um, Leonard said, he's got the match coming up with Zack Sabre Jr. at Wrestle Kingdom as well. Mm-hmm. Um, very interesting. Um, I don't know what to make of all of this. I think it's huge <laughs> news for New Japan. I'm super excited to see what Tanahashi does as an ambassador of the company. Of course, he's one of those guys as one of the three musketeers that I feel like, well, even I feel like it's just kind of fact at this point that they saved New Japan Wrestling. They completely 1, changed the trajectory of the company. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Shinsuke Nakamura and, of course, Shibata, mm-hmm. uh, they were huge for the company in mm-hmm. the 20, 2000, 2016, yep. 2017 mm-hmm. era. Um, so him being kind of the uh, the guy that steps up as the face of the company makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you also look at his links to Muto and everything, mm-hmm. his links to a bunch of other legends in New Japan. It makes a ton of sense. Um, yeah. I, again, just it's just such a wild, wild time. Um, <laughs> I just don't know what to make of that. Of course, with what you said at the start of the show, the All Japan thing happening as well. It does feel like people uh, in Japan, these promotions, are trying to get everything together and prepare the defense for WWE possibly <laughs> making their foray into Japan. Of course, also, except for all Japan. Who's like, no, come in. We'll work with you. Yeah. But it does seem like all the other promotions are like, yeah, we better get our shit together because mm. uh, big, big, big companies coming into town possibly. Um, yeah. And, uh, I, I think having somebody that American fans know in Tanahashi. Yep makes a lot of sense as well mm-hmm. um he's of course the guy that coined the term forbidden door a lot of people yeah. get that um him being now the guy that stands at the front of the forbidden door <laughs> for their company it's also very interesting um but yeah what do you make of this i think this is uh as fitting of a move that you can make as, as ever honestly like having tanahashi represent as the president for what he did for new japan there was a time when like New Japan was still doing New Japan, still doing New Japan things, but like the fanfare and stuff out of Japan, it wasn't really hidden. But the one thing coming out of there that I would consistently hear about was Okada and Tanahashi and these matches that they were doing. Like they brought this company back to prominence to be the number one Japan Japanese promotion. And he was right there along with it. Kind of what the the history of what New Japan represents, Enochiism, uh, mm-hmm. the training everything surrounding it like he this is perfect like this makes so much sense and what we've been hearing you know for the last couple years at this point of him transitioning out of being a full-time wrestler i think this is a perfect move it all happening so quickly and the, it's only been three years and new japan has had some they've had a couple of different regime change regime changes in the last couple of years so it's like okay um 
I understand where what y'all are trying to do. They're trying to expand still into the U.S. market. I think this is probably the most perfect way. Like you said, American fans know Tanahashi. Him being the face of kind of the business side of it, I think is a perfect, amazing move. And who else could you honestly have in there? And he's still working. He's still going to be at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. This is going to give Zack Sabre Jr., uh, line of fuel to to <laughs> drop on him on his way up there. So I think this is great. Yeah, uh, I, I'm absolutely looking forward to the Zack Saber promos alone off of this. He's gonna <laughs> he's gonna definitely get his shit off. Uh, but yeah, I, I think you're right. Um, having an Anoki guy take over the company, especially after mm-hmm. Anoki passed away, and the the Anoki guy that came in at that time that was like a big fixture in the forefront i mean to really think about it now 2023 six years have passed and those those guys that were the three musketeers their time is over like to really (laughs) think about that it really makes you feel old that one of those guys that was like one of the three musketeers and one of the new faces of the company is now stepping up as president and now we have three young guys that are new three musketeers that just seems like it happened so fast yeah um but yeah, it does seem like uh, Tanahashi was starting to head towards uh, the end of his career as a as a worker. So it does make sense for him to move up to the office and be someone on the executive side. Um, if you were going to pick anybody, it makes a lot of sense for it to be him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's- I I like this move that they're making over in Japan, though. Like you said, with the the union, they kind of have like kind of like we're we're getting ready for this but also like we're uh we're strong right now like the japanese scene is not only in new japan but in all japan and jo- uh, tokyo joshi pro like uh ddt like there's all these other places that have kind of yeah. been thriving and doing this this great work so i think this is just another great notch on that belt and um new japan has been in a it, there's some people it, it's so this year has been so funny you talk to some people and they're like oh it's a great year and it's all this and then there's some people like they had a good first first half of the year the second half hasn't been the best sonata has been getting a couple of complaints so there's like some things but i feel like they're consistently trying to improve they're consistently trying to be the best company that they could be and this is one move in the right direction uh yeah i feel like it's been a mixed bag for new japan this year i i would have said at the summer that this has been the best year in a long time they were hot came in the year hot came in the year with wrestle kingdom bringing in mercedes having like the big moments with her doing the big dates and shit in in u.s um Mm -hmm. with her um okada was still champion um, I feel like around the time of the G1, that's when things kind of started to fall off the off the track a little bit. Because yeah. while I feel the G1 ended well, there were some interesting booking decisions <laughs> during the G1. Um, I don't think that people have really enjoyed the Sonata run mm-hmm. that much. But I do feel like the Sonata run, it's a setup. Uh, Naito getting one last big moment at Wrestle Kingdom. Um I feel like that's kind of the point of all of this. I okay. very much feel like Naito is going to beat him at Wrestle Kingdom. He better. It's going to be like one of his last big career highlights. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like the stuff that they're doing with LIJ and possibly going back to like the House of Torture stuff and all these other guys, um, I'm cool with it. I, I, I do mm-hmm. think that the build for Wrestle Kingdom could have been better, um, but there are things I'm excited for. Of course, the Daniel Okada match. Um mm. Very much excited to see what happens with Naito. Very much excited to see uh, Hiromu take on one of his greatest rivals. Because, 
I mean, that match is going to cook regardless. Um, I do wish we got some bigger matches there. I do wish that uh, the Leo stuff ended better. Um, I feel like he he should have been getting his match by this point. Mm-hmm. Um, was rematch with Hiromu by Wrestle Kingdom. If he did mm-hmm. not win the triple threat for a destruction, um, I feel like this should have been the big rematch for the one-on-one match should have happened at Wrestle Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like we'll get into it more fully next week since it's a couple days before the show, but do you think there's any match on this card, Wrestle Kingdom, that can outdo what Brian Danielson and Okada are about to do in the Tokyo Dome? I mean, the the obvious, uh, this could this is uh, Osprey's last appearance at Wrestle Kingdom uh, okay. for the foreseeable future. Right. Um, and I would like to believe that he's going to go out on a high note. Um, he's got the big triple threat coming up with John Moxley and David Finlay. I think that that's a match to look forward to. I think mm-hmm. he's it's Osprey. Osprey's had a Osprey. phenomenal year, um, yeah. and I feel like he's going to try and go out on a high note. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. As soon as you said Osprey, I was like, oh, yeah, Osprey's going to be there. There's no way that he just goes and has a regular match here during the show. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, next year for Osprey is going to be so interesting because I think – We've been talking so heavily about Swerve and like him kind of being next up, but like you're about to get like who commit who many consider to be the best wrestler in the entire world, like laid out here. Like, I mean, that's a perfect rivalry, but it's like the it's not going to be a long time before Will Ospreay is AEW world champion. Yeah, I, I feel like his run in the U.S., a proper run on U.S. television. It's going to be very interesting. It's very interesting to see how AEW handles it. Mm-hmm. Very interesting to see how he adapts to the U.S. market and adapts to being a regular wrestler on television. Um, I don't know. I'm very curious. Very excited to see. Where I don't goes. want them to do. I don't want it to be a Kenny Omega situation where it's like, okay, you guys got this, the best wrestler in the world in his prime, and they're put him in a tag team or something like offer like no you need to we need to see it off i want to see the main events i want to see him being will osprey still i want to see how he transitioned and being a tv wrestler but i need to see big match will when it's time all the time um what do you think is going to be his first big pay-per-view match is he going to well and that promo i'm trying to remember did he said he was going to be at revolution or after that I have to assume he's going to be there by revolution because mm-hmm. his contract initially was going to be up at the end of February. Right. Um, but he, of course, has already signed with AEW. So I have to assume he's going to be at the first big pay-per-view after February uh, being revolution. Um, hmm. I kind of I kind of can see him getting the, the Orange Cassidy rematch right ah. off the bat. Um, if Orange is still champion by then, I could see um osprey versus orange cassidy for the international title yeah that's probably a pretty smart move going off of there i mean we don't have a lot of time with old brian danielson and if we need to get one last osprey match out revolution brian danielson and will osprey we're making a lot of money big dog yeah yeah i don't know how much longer brian is going to wrestle yeah, if you're going to get the chance to do that match, I think you got to do it as quickly as possible. Mm-hmm. Get to it, because we just never know with all this stuff. Yeah, it's going to be super interesting. I think all that stuff is going to be great, but yeah, kind of along the lines of what you're saying, what's Will Ospreay going to be on a Wednesday at Dynamite when he's just wrestling 
you know, action Andretti or something like that. Like, I want to see like how he had transitioned into that role. Yeah. I'm very curious to see how they use him on a weekly basis. That's going to be very, very interesting. <laughs> it's a lot of, a lot of good stuff going on there. Let's get into a few more super chats before we move forward. Uh, Van Twinblay says, wait, Reg, you got a point. There are pies that use graham cracker crust, just like cheesecake. They sell the crust at the store as pie crust. Come on, man. What you got to say about that? I don't know, man. I still hold on to the fact that cake is in the title, man. It is, <laughs> uh, it is, it is, it is worded as a cake. That makes me I think it's know, a cake. Because I mean, again, when you think of all these other pies that have pie, cr- the, the graham cracker crust, pie is in the title. Key lime pie, lemon meringue pie. All it's in the title. We don't call it cheese pie. It's called cheesecake. <laughs> Okay, all right. Some points are being made. Some points are being made. I, I can see. I can see. I'm still with uh, it's called pie crust. It's on pie crust. I think cheesecake sounds better than cheese pie. So they went with cheesecake. Cheesecake pie? I don't know. It all sounds cheesecake sounds way better than cheese pie. Like those are totally different things. <laughs> yeah, nah, cheese pie sounds hella whack. <laughs> uh, Glassdoor Gamer says, Who from WWE do you see signing with AEW? Uh, and in the next year, mm-hmm. oh, that's interesting. I don't know. Um, could you see like uh, this name was kind of teased a little bit uh, a few months here at the end of the year? Uh, Sheamus type. Sheamus in uh, AEW would be very very interesting. Um, I don't know what a Sheamus run outside of the WWE looks like at this point. Mm-hmm. Um. But I do like the idea of him being over there with somebody else that he has history with and Claudio. Um, mm, I mean, maybe Drew. I can see Drew. We don't know if Drew is going to resign. That'd Mm -hmm. be very interesting. Um, I think, uh, of course, people uh, had their talks about whether Rollins or Becky would jump ship. (laughs) Becky and AEW would be extremely interesting um, because we just talked about them not signing that big female free agent um signing becky lynch would be the biggest possible woman to come to that company outside of mercedes Mm -hmm. um that would be yeah that's like bigger than big if you got becky lynch i honestly could see rollins too i know he talks about it being his home he loves wwe and all that but like the 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 kind of spirit that what AEW was built on Rollins was a part of that so it wouldn't it wouldn't be crazy like he would like fit like a glove honestly when there was some debates this week this year blah 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 but Rollins is kind of tailor made for AEW like his whole style is built off what it is um it would be very interesting and it would uh it would fit the thing that I've been saying for quite a while that he has more similar similarities to CM Punk than he thinks if he has gone on this entire run for about three years at this point being a super company guy saying all of the right things to try and fit in over there saying that his dream was always to be a WWE superstar and then ending all of that leaving that would make him look like a massive hypocrite Um, and and him going over to the company and joining Moxley after he said Moxley took food off his table and all of the things that would look crazy. Um, I love it. I I don't know. I, I I personally think he could cook over there. I think there's some great matches for him. Of course, um, if Kenny ever gets back and wrestles at a high level, 
the Rollins matches, one of those that I really want to see. The Osprey mm-hmm. matches up there. Uh, the Swerve matches up there for me. Um, there's so many things I would like to see him do outside of WWE. Even the idea of him doing Forbidden Door and getting to wrestle some of those guys from New Japan sounds mm-hmm. really awesome. I, o- Okada versus Rollins, man, bro. Give it to me. <laughs> like, I, I would take it, but I think in terms of like out of those guys that you can get a free agent that can give you the match quality, he would fit over there perfectly. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if yeah. his like style of character work and everything fits over there, but the matches, he can have the matches over there. I think he's only do he's a WWE he's doing a WWE superstar. Like if he went to AEW, he would do something different. Like I Rollins, I think I Rollins fucked up. I know Phil has said this a million times on this podcast, but this guy can do like anything needed and like in ring out of ring like he is a major player if he was any potential to be signed like they would be silly not to at least tease it um this guy he likes wwe so much and he has a family but i think before it's all over said and done i want kevin owens slash kevin steen like i think him and sam Zayn have like they too represent the spirit of AEW so much and PWG, I would, yeah, P- I'm saying like everything that's about this company, those guys were like in the trenches creating what would become this. Like before it's all said and done, I'd like to see at least one match with the two of those guys over there. I know it's probably not going to happen. Kevin Owens is like a WWE superstar, 100%. He's locked in and I'm happy for him. Like they told him he was never going to make it. He was too fat. He was all these things. He sh- shouldn't be in the position that he's in. And for him to go from that, to this i think is amazing but just as a like i was there type guy like that that's one for me or two for yeah. me yeah yeah getting to see him work with a lot of his friends young bucks adam cole would be a lot of fun getting him getting mm-hmm. to see him over there uh working some guys that we don't get to see him work with in wwe everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, I think there's a lot of intriguing things he could do over there. I think there's a really cool mox feud you can do with him. Oh, my God. Um, Come on. I, and I think that's another, that's another reason why I think Rollins leaving would be very, very cool. Him having that match with Mox, Mox forcing him to wrestle his style of wrestling, doing the bleeding and the death matches. Rollins in the death match sounds absolutely nuts, um, but I'm intrigued by it. I want like to see what that looks like. Um, <laughs> yeah, me too, man. I think he would be, but it's like, that's kind of how I feel about like, um anybody kind of over there in WWE I'm not mad I want everybody to get their money like you're talking about Mercedes I'm like the only thing that's kind of frustrating for me about Mercedes is she's gonna kind of go there and do what she was doing right like she's gonna have these big matches but like the big matches with Bailey the big matches with Bianca the big matches with EO the big match like we've seen all these matches and they're gonna be amazing it's gonna feel different and they're gonna present it different but it's like she would have had an opportunity to do so many other things if she took otherwise. People just don't got the paper to do that. That's like not a knock on WWE. And most people want to, they want that. They want to be at WrestleMania. They want these things. But as somebody who's a little bit on the outside, I'm like, I kind of want to see you put into some different situations. Like 
Dolph Ziggler, they've been announcing some Dolph Ziggler dates. Like, I'm so intrigued to see how he is off of that, out of that system. Like, what's he going to do in a non-WWE match? What's he going to do in a non-WWE feud? Like, it's so intriguing to me. Yeah. um, Yeah, very... Uh, I don't know. I I, I agree with uh, Mercedes going back. Um, I'm a lot more interested in her doing more stuff in Japan, mm-hmm. wrestling more Joshi wrestlers, um, wrestling somebody like Hikaru Shida, yeah. uh, getting some of those AEW matches more than I am of seeing her go back to WWE and potentially doing more with Bayley. There are some things that we have not seen her do um, that she could do with WWE. There's, Definitely. of course, the Jade match on the table now if she mm-hmm. goes back. Um, there are other, like, women coming up from NXT that could be big matches from the mm-hmm. Roxanne match, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, I just, I feel like we just, we just scratched the surface with her right. post WWE run. I feel like there's so much more she could do. I would very much love it. Even if, even if she continued to be like a freelancer and didn't sign anywhere, she just kept doing um, dates with new Japan or stardom. Mm-hmm. I, I still think that we we haven't gotten to see her wrestle in Mexico on a big stage. Um, I, I'm just not ready for her to go back. That's all this year, huh, Phil? That triple threat match she did, the Wrestle yes. King. All that is just the, this has been the longest year in history. Yeah, all of that is this year. Her showing up at Wrestle Kingdom, um, the, the, the big starter matches, the feud with Mayu. The all two that matches that year. I was at in Long Beach and in San Jose, like all that is just like it feels like that was five years ago. Had the Kyrie match this year. Kyrie is now back in WWE. <laughs> all of that happened this year. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I'm happy we're not doing a year in review episode. How could we? It's so much. Jeez, that was all this year. Now I'm thinking about that triple threat match, though. That was heat. Like, we're not going to get anything like that again. Like, she really was doing something different i love like yeah we're never gonna get i mean we haven't got the mexico thing yet i'm saying never like this is still all potential i don't know somebody could offer her a bag but i just can't see what is rumored for her to be wanting for her to go anywhere else besides over there yeah uh man the athena match is another big one that i really <sighs> want to see um <laughs> I, I think there's good stuff that you can get out of a Tony Storm feud as well. Um, oh man! Because I, I mean, the thing the thing about Tony now doing like the sports entertainer kind of thing with the timeless Tony thing is, now she did all of the stuff that Mercedes has not done in Stardom. She had a run in Stardom, like a mm-hmm. real run. Like she mm-hmm. had like the standard bearer run for a Gaijin in yep. Stardom, bro. She she. Like the Mariah May stuff is not fake. Like that's real. She really came off the backs yeah. of Tony Storm. There, there's so much stuff that I really would like to see Mercedes do outside the company, man. Um, I, I wouldn't be mad at her going back. I, of course, if she showed up in a Rumble and won her first Rumble or did some cool things, I, I, I wouldn't be mad at it. But there's just still so much stuff I would like to see her do. Yeah, and that's it. And yeah, I just kind of like what you said. There's like the whole roster of NXT women. They all want a Mercedes match. Like, there's a lot yeah. that's still on the line. But I'm just like, there's so many things that like she's still kind of in her prime stage that could be done outside that I think we're gonna miss out on with her going to get her big bag over there. I'm happy for her though. I just want her to get a big bag, and I guess that's all that matters at the end. She's the queen. She's my favorite WWE yeah. women's wrestler ever. So. Yeah, I, I thought people made a big to-do out of that because, of course, we got the news that Charlotte 
signed a big contract extension. Well and, deserved. Uh, then the report came out that uh, Mercedes asking price is higher than whatever it is Charlotte got. Should um, be. Of course, as we know, Charlotte and Becky are two of the highest paid um, women's wrestlers in WWE. Uh, probably two of the highest paid women's wrestlers in the in- entire industry. Yeah. Um, and I saw people... Probably two of the highest paid women wrestlers in the history of pro wrestling at this point, I would think. Yeah, I would. I see more so. women that have gotten more money than them at this point. I would assume so. Um, but of course, people then took that and ran with it and go, oh, what has Mercedes done to deserve this kind of money? I, I just think that that's kind of crazy. All the um, things that they've done. <laughs> I, I mean, she's, uh, I don't think it's anything wrong with her knowing her value and saying that this is what I want coming in the door. Um, and I'm not going to take anything less than that. Um, I'm not mad at it. I, I of course, don't know what her asking price is, but hey, man, whatever her asking price is, pay her. Um, <laughs> you think like, the, like, you think Cody came in there and was like, oh, I'll take whatever you guys want. No, Cody no. went in there and said, I want all the money that you guys have. Cody went somewhere else and showed you guys. I can be that guy. I am yep. valuable. Pay me. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what you're supposed to do. So I'm not mad at her showing people like, look, man, New Japan don't shell out money for just anybody. They mm-hmm. shelled out money for me, though. They did. <laughs> so, yeah, no, pay me. Um, And I, I, I feel her. Like, if, if that's what her she thinks her value is, pay me. And if you don't want to pay me that, I'm going to keep negotiating until I get what I feel like is my value. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and Phil, you think that she don't know how much Charlotte got too? Like you think I'm she sure don't she know does. that number? I'm sure. I'm sure a part of her leaving and a part of her trying to show people what her worth is is knowing what Charlotte and Becky were getting paid before she left and looking yep. around and going, "I'm not getting paid that. Why am I not getting paid that?" And I've had so many um, career moments here. I've had so many first ever's here. I've had so many accolades here. Um, if you're looking at things that they've done, I've done what they've done. They've yep. main event at WrestleMania. I have With also me. WrestleMania. <laughs> I've also main event at WrestleMania. Pay me. <laughs> yeah, that, I hate people trying to be like, well, what has she done? She's done everything. There's like, honestly, not too much that she has to do going back over there. Give her the big bag. She deserves it. You're going to market her. That you got to think of the future. People think that like these wrestlers are just like, pay me because I'm better, blah, blah, blah. No. I'm going to come in and you're going to market me in the main events of WrestleMania. You're going to market me against all your future stars. You're going to use me so often. Like you should pay me for what I'm worth. And she's worth a lot. As we've seen, she changed a lot. When I went to that new Japan, uh, San Jose show, Phil, and looking at the, I've been to a new Japan show in San Jose and seeing how it looked after Mercedes there. I'm like, this is different, dude. Like she's they like they want to talk about moving needles. They want to talk about things like she changed the directory. There were people that do not care about New Japan that were in the front row being like, I'm so excited to be here. They came there for Mercedes. Yes. That's they it. They come there to see Okada and Tanahashi no, wrestle. They don't care about they no came Okada. There for Mercedes, bro. <laughs> They're like, oh, cool. That guy's cool. I don't care. Where's Mercedes at? At the end of the show, they brought Mercedes back out because that's how she is. They had her pose with Okada because that's what she's like. <laughs> bro, she main evented a New Japan show that had Okada and Tanahashi as one of the matches. That does not happen. A woman. Two women. That definitely does not happen, not just for a woman, but a black woman. Yeah. That don't happen. <laughs> so you think I'm about to go back to WWE and not ask for a giant bag? No, you got me fucked up. Let me get it. I need a giant one. Nah. Um, 
and I'm sure she'll figure it out. Um, even if she she falls short of her asking price, I still think holding out and showing people like this is my worth. If this is what you're paying them, I need to be in that same conversation. And I, if I'm her, I kind of want to set like a precedent coming back in. We ended on a wild note. We ended on some kind of controversies and things. I want to show coming back in like I have power. I have this stuff. It's not like when I left here. Yeah, and that that's the other part of it. Y'all was showing a lot of disrespect, man. I don't mm -hmm. know, man. Let that apology come in the form of a check. Straight up. <laughs> Pay me. <laughs> exactly. Stop playing with me, bro. Oh, you want to know where to start in rebuilding this relationship? Let me get a big bag, and then we'll move forward. From, like, Because that's what's Give me the loot. I'm not mad at it at all. They keep there's Especially this Charlotte news comes out. Becky is – if when Becky restructure a contract, they're going to offer her – dollars on dollars on dollars like they're gonna oh. offer her everything bro like she changed the game too so like if this is what i'm competing with well this is what i'm competing with dog bro becky's another one where you got to show her the loot bro yeah. um i've seen how different the energy was when she was appearing on nxt and she was a champion and how different energy has been since then bro you think if becky's not gonna go on there and be like i got you guys a deal <laughs> that's the first thing you're gonna bro, say she she brought a million viewers to nxt man <laughs> She brought a million viewers to NXT, and like I said, that energy ain't been the same since she left, bro. No, the buzz around NXT has not been the same since she left. She's about to come in with a big folder of no ratings notes, all kind of stuff. Now, y'all got me fucked up. Give me the bag, bro. I got y'all a deal on CW. I want my money. Yeah. No. <laughs> I love it. The shout out to these women, man. This, If we were talking about this, if we were having the same podcast on 20 years ago, we would not be talking about the women. like, like And then the women had a three-minute match, and then it was over. We never heard about them. Now they're getting giant bags like they deserve. Now that we don't even celebrate them having main events so anymore because they happen so often, as they yeah. should. It should. We shouldn't be like, this is the first time ever. We should be like, this is the 5,000th time ever they've had a women's main event. I'm so happy to where they got. There's still a long way to go. There's still a lot that needs to happen. But if I'm a woman's wrestler coming up, it's looking pretty good for the future if this is how things are being laid out. Yeah, for sure. I think the fact that uh, Athena is having such a big year with Ring of Honor and proving that Ring of Honor can be a place for women's wrestling. Of course, they just uh, made the announcement of the new uh, women's television championship as mm -hmm. well. Um, I, I do think that it, it, things are looking up for women's wrestling. Um, and I think th having two massive stars in Becky and Mercedes um, that are, you know, coming up on new contracts, it's, again, you got you got Pam. And, uh, the other part about the Becky thing that is also uh, probably in her notes or in her bag uh, when she's ready to negotiate. Um, yeah, like you said, not just got them a TV deal. Um, not just went down there and got a million, bro. She is a part of the reason why NXT won against Title Tuesday. Yep, facts, facts, facts. She brought. I don't know what exactly the numbers were for that NXT No Mercy show, but she brought people out in Bakersfield. So get Becky her money. <laughs> I'm saying, bro. Receipts is receipts. <laughs> mm. Hella funny. We're going to move into a couple more super chats before we move forward. Oh, Will Chisholm says, is it true WWE's working with all Japan? Yeah, it seems like coming onto this podcast, what I was reading in the news, 
that uh, All Japan released. Of the, I don't know if Phil is gone or still here, so I'm going to keep talking until he comes back. Uh, All Japan released a video teasing some things, some holiday things. Uh, the meat of it, though, was that they are working with NXT, um, and they're going to have an All Japan Triple Crown title match uh, against Nakajima uh, taking place here soon with, they said, one of the strongest people in NXT, um that opens up like if you don't put dragon off in that match like what are we doing here like how could you have anybody on the nxt roster that is going to bring the spirit of kind of what they do in japan somebody that's been there before somebody that is going to you're not going to have to like train and transition and do all these like adapt him to this style of wrestling uh you just send him right in there i thought i saw a lot of people saying that they would like for it's to be Braun Breaker for some reason. I guess that's interesting seeing him over there doing a different thing. Um, Phil's gone. Hope he comes back. But um, uh, yeah, I think it's super interesting, especially with the timing of everything. And previously we had the deal of WWE. There was talks of WWE starting WWE Japan or NXT Japan. So um that kind of happening at the same time is interesting to me because I think I thought that this whole talks of WWE being in Japan were dead and for them to kind of get ramped back up as other companies are having such success. I think it's super funny and kind of how they do um, that deal. I'm still kind of blown away because I was reading it as we we're coming on the pod. So I don't know the full extent of it, but it's like, all Japan is one of the biggest wrestling companies in Japan. They've been around for a really long time. Like it's been New Japan and All Japan and you know Noah for so long that I think them working with one of the biggest who some people maybe consider them competition for New Japan, I think is super interesting. Philip Lindsay is back, I think. Yeah, froze completely out on me. I'm- <laughs> Back, back, back. I wasn't talking about anything too much. Just more about the uh, WWE and All Japan deal. Uh, yeah, huge news. Um, I don't know what this means, but just the idea that uh, NXT WWE is going to collaborate with All Japan is massive. Yeah, Devil Kazuya27 says something about to who do you think NXT is sending to All Japan on January 3rd? Oh, it's happening on January 3rd, too. That's not far from now. <sighs> I don't know where this is going. Yeah, I was saying when you dropped out, like, how could I, you have to send Dragonoff, right? He's the NXT champion. He, like, has the what they would call fighting spirit. Like, I think he represents that so much. Like, how could you send anybody? Hard hitting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how could you send anybody besides him at this point? Yeah. I feel like it's got to be Dragonoff, man. He's going to give you the big match. Um, I, I, maybe that's part of the reason why, um, they went with Dragonoff as champion. I do think it was his time, but, yeah, considering a guy that can go over there and represent your company, yeah, Dragonoff makes a lot of Speaking sense. Speaking of Dragonoff, how'd you feel about this angle that they did this week? Not a fan. No. Not a fan. I, I think coming, it off, it. <laughs> coming off of the Mellow feud and then going to doing this, I don't really understand it. It feels similar to what I didn't like about the Brian Breaker run where once they had the big matches and they started trying to build up feuds for him, they started going backwards. Um I don't know. I and I could be wrong. Hopefully I am, but I'm not a big fan of this angle. <laughs> yeah. Especially after like it was Rich Holland too. It's like 
I see what y'all are doing, but the lines are so fine. I don't really know if I want this. Yeah, a little, <laughs> little, little too soon. Yeah. I don't know. We still are. We still got people upset about the. BG We're still stuff. upset about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. I I'm not a big fan of it. Um, and I kind of feel like the mellow and trick stuff has taken center stage. They feel like the main story. It does on NXT right now, and Mello is not champion. Um, interesting. It's very interesting. Um, single blue note. The panda says, "How about Mason Mansoir at uh, Deadlock Pro Wrestling?" Uh, talk about some guys that made the best out of their release and how they have been constantly online, constantly making headlines because of the streaming and everything else they've done. Um, they have made themselves incredibly relevant. Um, Big Money Manny and Mace, uh, uh, whatever they do next, I think just based off all the stuff they've been doing online, people are going to be interested. Very excited about their feature, very excited about what they're doing, and I think we have a date book with them on Indeed coming up in January. Shout out to us. Hey. <laughs> uh, Brent Lockman says, President Tanahashi, go home 2023. You're drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, big news, man. I it, Look, man. It's I'm a wild way to, to end the year, man. <laughs> I'm excited to see what he does as, as uh, president. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I am I'm. want to see if they like – do you think it'll be like a um, – on camera role too interesting i don't know i don't know um i do think that he will be like a representative for the company <laughs> with like tanahashi the, the authority like oh tanahashi's gonna come out and make this match that's gonna be really funny <laughs> yeah Ta tanahashi being a big part of like the matchmaking for forbidden door makes a lot of sense though like mm -hmm. him being on on camera with uh tk and being in a situation where he is making the announcements yeah, mm -hmm. I feel like that's definitely going to happen. Right. Alex Diaz 1990 says, who do you think is the TNA signing? Ziggler? Riddle? Yeah, uh, Scott Demore released a statement saying that at the big TNA relaunch pay-per-view that they have a big signing and everybody should be excited about it. What you think, Phil? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Snake Eyes? I don't think it's going to be Riddle. I, I, I don't know. Maybe it's Mustafa Ali. Oh. That as a guy that you know, I feel like can go over there and fits like what they do with the X division. Um, if you wanted me to pick a company where I feel like he can be world champion next year, Impact is definitely a place where I feel like he could he could be world champion by the end of 2024. I like that a lot. That hits harder for me than both Ziggler and Riddle. Um, I think Ali's gonna do. Uh, also, kind of on the same token, it's kind of like I want to see him continue to cook on do this independent thing. But like, if he signs with Impact or AEW, he can. It doesn't matter. Like, he's not gonna have to change anything. So it's a super exciting time for Ali. I think he's on his way. Anybody else in Impact? Uh, they just announced Riddle for MLW too. That people, right. if people have any interest in that, which is also funny. Um, I don't know. I think that with how many names that they've announced so far, that I'm like, who could potentially who's free that could potentially fill that role and i'm like i don't know um yeah if it's not riddle i don't know like is ziggler gonna move the i fucked with ziggler but is he gonna be like is he gonna change the game for tna for, for i can see that i can see it but um oh uh, yeah he might he might actually in tna yeah i don't know 
just because, like I said, seeing him in any kind of different system is going to be such a like culture shock. It's going to be different. Like we've only seen this guy as a WWE superstar. So seeing him be nicknamed it somewhere else is going to be interesting. I think he could move. I think he could do something over there. Slotting him. He's a main event player, no matter what you kind of try to do with him. TNA might be a good move for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shucky Ducky says, Phil tripping. We say pizza pie and it ain't a pie. All right, look, we're making some more I, points over here. I have never in my life called pizza pie. <laughs> Not once. With the movie, it's right like a big pizza pie. That's some more. Shout out to Vinny the Massaro. I have never said that in my entire life. Oh, so you're not rolling. <laughs> <laughs> but again, cake is not in the title of pizza. <laughs> Come on, bro. It's just like a like cake, you know, like cheese cake, but it's really in a pie container. Man, whatever. Uh, Marco Dominguez says, with Tanahashi at the helm now, who do you expect? What do you expect to change, either booking or business wise? Uh, I think more of it's going to be on the business side. Um, I don't know. Um, I would be very, very, very surprised if this leads to a change on the creative side and the booking side and Gato mm-hmm. is not at the head of this anymore because he's been at the head it. of it for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that would be... I feel like the a booking and creative change would be an uh, even bigger surprise for me than changing presidents. Right, yeah. I can't see that happen. I think it's going to... This is like a business look uh, starting out, just like with a good name to stand in front of that. I couldn't see it happening on the other side, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he like part of his deal was like, oh, I want to have a little bit of hand in what goes on the creative side. Yeah. Uh, Coy Stalling says, tonight on Collision, Top Flight should dethrone the acclaim. Thoughts? Yes. I would be here for it. I think yeah. those guys <laughs> look incredible as champions. Mm-hmm. I-, I did like Bowen's... Uh promo when he came back and making the point that we got taken out because of this Mac stuff. We're done with the Mac stuff. We're getting back to uh, what we do best. Um, but, man, I kind of want to see them three guys as champion, man. Them three young guys look incredible. Had a great match last week on Rampage. Um, now, oh. you've, now you've wet our tongues at what they could be as champions, the matches that I'm they ready. could be having regularly. I want it. Yeah, I think that Acclaim are still super over and they don't need those championships to stay over. So, like, let's go with Top Flight. I think we need to, for what has been happening probably the last six months or so with those uh, belts, I think we should try something different. And every week having some style of match like last week on Top Flight and Action Andretti, I think, is the move. So, yeah, let's get them young brothers, them championships tonight. I think that's a good way to end the year, too, kind of starting off fresh. With these young guys, good way to show that Dante's back. Uh, I like this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Van Twinblade also says, do one of those old charity shows, Seth and Kenny handshake, and do the match for charity. Vince ain't in charge no more, so maybe. Uh, I highly doubt it. But I can't see it happening. I, I know Vince ain't in charge, but they st- it's still ain't the same. <laughs> but crazier things have happened. So. Crazier things have happened, yeah. Uh, Brent Lockman also says, who do you want to take the ROH uh, TV title? For me, it's Lady Frost. Oh, and happy grabs today, gentlemen. Oh, the ROH women's TV, TV title. Thanks, Brent. Uh, Lady Frost is a very good option. Big fan of Lady Frost. Um, hmm, Trish. I, I can't I, can't not say Trish. Trish would be a great option. Um, if you look at what Samoa Joe just did with the belt, it's like a fighting champion doing like the 
like the kind of like the shooter style. Layla Hirsch makes a lot of sense. Layla Hirsch makes a lot of sense, especially with how the the work that she's been doing, specifically on that Ring of Honor show. If they just strapped the belt to her and she continued to do that, it'll build that championship up very strong, mm-hmm. and it'll help her improve as a wrestler because I think with every match and every Every time that she has a moment, she gets better and better. And this championship, I think, would up it. But they have a lot of women over there, Phil. Mm-hmm. Like, them two, they have uh, Billy Starks, of course, is in the running now that Athena's still the champion. Rachel Ellering's having a great run. Yeah, Lady Frost, they mentioned. Willow's still around. I don't know what's going on with that. Like, I think that uh, they Taya's now on her way up. I think the the... The roster that they're building of women in the Ring of Honor uh, stage is is pretty heavy. Um, I didn't even think about Taya, who is now walking around with Johnny Television. Mm-hmm. Taya's a big big name, veteran. Like she's Taya, carried championships before. Taya does make a lot of sense as well. Um, they got oh, a lot and of really uh, great options. The homegirl, uh, Grapsity, uh, friend of the show, Nyla Rose, was also teasing that she might potentially want to get that belt. So hmm. I don't know. I like it. Uh, I could see it. Um, I, I just uh, I saw the corner of my eye. Someone asked, uh, did we see the Scarface uh, Tiny Desk? I did. It, it was mm-hmm. amazing. Face yep. Love is a legend. Um, seeing him up there looking good and healthy after yes. the health scare that we got a few years ago. Oh, man. Um, it's very, very, it's very good to see him out and about still performing, um, still looking good. Dropped a lot of that weight. Um, seeing him do the show with legend Mike Dean as well on keyboard. Um, with the band behind him playing guitar. Yeah, very, very good Tiny Desk. If you have not seen it, highly recommend Scarface on NPR Tiny Desk. You know, Phil, um, the way that I use, the way that I like to judge legendary figures, the way that I like to judge people in industry wrestling and hip-hop-wise is who do the greats say are the greats? When the greatest rappers of all time say, Who's the best rapper of all time? So many of them say Scarface. Like, so many people are like, Scarface is the greatest of all time. So you, I've been hearing this for the last 30 years. I remember Mine's Playing Tricks on Me, fucking me up as a youngster. Like, that video was scary as hell. But Shook Bill came up with the fucked up eye. Life is crazy. But I've been hearing for 30 years, 30 plus years, that Scarface is this guy. I've seen hit on display a bunch of times. But seeing it here felt different, man. Him being kind of a conductor, him playing guitar, him rapping, him just being in that moment and absolutely killing it. It's amazing to see. Yeah, I see why everybody is like, oh, no, the best rapper ever is Scarface. Like, there's so many debates that going on. Uh, also, kind of along that line, it's Cool G Rap. When you ask, like, the greatest rappers of all time, like, who could spit? They're usually like, oh, Cool G Rap is the reason that I'm here. So I always like to pay tribute to that. But, yeah, if you haven't seen this tiny desk, this and the juvenile is like, this is how Southern legends do this shit at a high level. So dope. Yeah, very, very dope to see two uh southern legends and him and juvenile get to do npr and have big moments with it um because we're used to seeing like a lot of like newer um rappers on npr tiny right and see two guys that are considered legends get up there and still have like that stage presence and everything (laughs) yeah it's just really really good to see um shout out to face mob so awesome yeah and then like you said he looks great like that it's scary man our hip-hop legends are fall in and all this kind of crazy stuff so for a while it felt scary for for him so to see him healthy and doing this show was awesome 
Yeah, um, watching him on um, uh, Drink Champs and uh, Nori was giving him his flowers and basically acting like this man was going to die. It was making me sad. I'm like, bro, he's not right. going nowhere. He's still here. Nah, it's like, here. cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> Stop scaring us, man. He's not going nowhere. He's still here. Let this man still enjoy his life. He's out playing mm-hmm. golf. He's out doing a bunch of different things. Come on, man. Let let hip-hop guys grow old, man. Please, man. We get over 50 and everybody just like, damn, this is it. This is the final year. So it's like, wait a second. I think we're, I think we're still outside. But yeah, shout out to Face Mob. If you haven't seen that, definitely watch it. Uh, Broadway Joe says, talent moving. Becky and Drew debut at All In. Seth debuts a week later at All Out would be ideal. I'm all aboard the Ricky Starks to WWE train. Yeah, it feels like Ricky's one of those guys that could make that jump from AEW for, for sure. For yeah, sure. biggest one, uh, biggest one of that crossover from AEW to WWE is one number one on the list for me is Ricky Starks because it just yeah. he feels like from off rip he's always felt like that was the goal. Nothing against anybody in this situation, but he's always felt like a WWE wrestler. And I felt like when Cody left, I was like, it's only a matter of time before Starks yeah. is over there too. What what you think about Cody's uh, quote this week of him saying he can't wait to see MJF in WWE? Um, he's he's definitely a guy that I could see in terms of his character stuff and everything being in WWE. Mm-hmm. I know people are going to go, well, he's not going to be able to do some of his more um, abrasive and his more like edgy stuff with WWE. But this year, watching him do more of the sports entertainment stuff, I could absolutely see it. I uh, know. I'm like, I don't know if that's going to matter at this point with how he is. It looks like he's going in more into the sports entertainment stuff than the edgy stuff anyways. Like, it's yeah. more like if you do a, a scale, a pie chart of edgy shit and sports entertainment shit, the sports entertainment shit is super heavy this year. Um, yeah, I could definitely see MJF being over there. It's just funny that Cody said it out loud more than anything. And it's like, all right, man. But uh, what should he say? Like, he's championed MJF for he, so long. He it doesn't Cody it, like, of course, from the beginning. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I could see him being like, I'm, I'm sure he's like, he, he's talked to him more than once about being there. Of course, he has uh, brought up the uh, regal stuff and wanting to be <laughs> over there at one point, um, which our guy swear very cleverly threw in his face in that promo of him going, man, you, you didn't get that email back and that turns you into this whiny champion. Now I don't get tryouts. I get signings, bro. Mm. Mm. Um, as somebody that hasn't been the biggest fan of some of the Mac stuff, um, the in-ring stuff this week, uh, with the, with the devil stuff wasn't really for me. Uh, but that backstage segment was so, so good. Ooh. This is two weeks in a row where I feel like he's had backstage segments with somebody. Last time it was Hangman. This time it was Swerve. Mm-hmm. Man, buddy, this very mm-hmm. much made me feel like, again, if Joe does not beat him, and I think that Joe will beat him, Swerve should be the guy that beats Max, man. Yeah. If, if, if you needed more evidence, look at this segment. Man, this was fire, man. Yeah, this segment I thought was one of the strongest things on the whole show. The Max thing, the in-ring thing kind of left a sour taste in my mind. I'm like, they're doing like, uh, the people are bringing up like WWE uh, 2K uh, cutscenes. I'm like, they're doing WWE 2K (laughs) cutscenes angles over here. It seems kind of weird. Very retribution-esque. Yes, uh, exactly. It felt like I didn't I didn't really like what's going on. But then he gets backstage with Swerve and Samoa Joe and they have this stare down and 
uh, MJF. I love, uh, I talked about this a few weeks ago with the Hangman Page thing. I love when another, when MJF's having a promo and the other guy catches him off guard and you catch MJF and kind of like, because MJF's the most confident wrestler in the world, but if you kind of catch him off guard and like, how do I come back from this? I love them situation. I thought he was really strong in how he was coming back from Swerve, but Swerve was like lighting his ass up feeling like a world champion and being like, I love, like, if you keep waving that thing in my face, bro, like, pause. If you keep waving the championship in my face, like, it's all over with. I'm going to take that. But I really also love that the role that Samoa Joe played of, like, that little stare down that him and Swerve at the end at the end was like, man, they just tease so many things in this moment. That's, like, it's crazy how sometimes Max will do a 30-minute in-ring promo segment, and then this four or five minutes does so much more than the 30-minute promo segment does of just like, oh, no, this feels real. These are two wrestlers talking to each other, talking shit, whatever, about to fight for this championship. Feels like a lot, man. It, it feels like every time there's a new swerve scene, Phil, like it's more undeniable, and this felt like another undeniable thing. Yeah, I feel like the 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 best thing about the backstage segments with Max is that uh, they feel more in line with why people started liking Max to begin with, right? Um, because he was he was he's doing the more like on the nose promos. It's not as much of the call and response. It's not much as much of the stick and like uh, sports entertainment stuff that he's doing now. It's just Max cutting raw promos. Um, right. I I think that that stuff has been a ton better than what he's doing with the devil stuff um mm -hmm. but yeah no damn that's kind of funny you brought up a like interesting thing i'm like oh it's because he's not in front of the crowd there's nobody to throw him off it's just us the crowd i can't i can't somebody can't say something and then get me off of this promo like it's all just right here well, I don't even think it's that the crowd is throwing him off because the crowd has been very much on his side. He's, I mean, I've seen thrown off even in a good way. Like, even if, like, it inspires something else. Like, no, this promo yeah. is just about Swerve and I. It's not about any extracurriculars. Um, I, I don't think that it's not – I don't think that it's distracting, but I do think that he's fallen so much into the shtick. Um, and – when he's in front of the crowd, he, he he it's always the call and response stuff on the level of the devil and all the stuff that we see all the time. Um, but I just feel like these backstage promos have just been much, much better. Swerve mm -hmm. coming out, out the gate and saying, yeah, haven't seen you, man. You've been dodging me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, again, the stuff that works about those backstage segments is those things are referencing things that fans want to see, fans want to hear. Yep. And yeah, I think we got some great one-liners from both guys in that segment. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've said more than more than once. Swerve is Swerve's ready, man. Strap this guy up. Listen yeah, I, I, I did like that a lot of him being like, "I've been in AEW for this long, but I haven't saw you." Like, what's up with that? And that's how people really think. They're like, "Well, how come he hasn't interacted with this person? How come he hasn't interacted with this person?" Yeah, I thought that that was really good, but. Man, getting that video this week of uh, Swerve in Jacksonville mm. and him being in the locker room with the belt, having that belt over his shoulder, I was like, bro, it's time, man. You mm. got to put the belt on this guy. I've said it many you times, but you got to strap this guy up. If it's not, if it's not soon, I don't. It's not going to happen definitely in the next week. Now, in 2024, <laughs> this guy should be AEW World Champion, man. It, it's just time, man. But I do think a title change is going to happen in the next week, just not to Swerve. Oh yeah, I, I do think that Joe is going to win. Um, and I mean, they've kind of, you know, they've kind of, you know, laid a lot of heavy hints to it, even in the Warlow segment where Warlow's like, we're coming to the end of your world. 
name of the pay-per-view. Um, yeah, I, I, I do think Joe is going to win. Um, I, I hope that they have plans for the ROH tag titles with this uh, devil stuff that they did this week. Um, but, yeah, I thought we got a lot of really good stuff out of that segment. I also like the little small hint that they played at the end of the Max and Square stuff where Nana was like, I didn't tell you what happened on Collision because, of course, Keith Lee Keith has been Lee. calling him out, and he made it clear this week that he's talking about Swerve. I thought that that was very, very good. Um, and shout I, out to Crazy101 for putting me on the Summer Dram screen about the damn Swerve and Keith Lee. Ah, uh, yeah, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> you got me, and you got me good. But, yeah, no, I think that. There's so many seeds being planted. I think that's what's great about like the backstage segments and everything that's going on is like they planted seeds for the future. They planted the hang like we could potentially see Hangman and MJF. We could potentially see Hangman and Samoa Joe. We could potentially see Swerve and Samoa Joe. Samoa Swerve and Hangman. Swerve and uh, MJF. Like they planted so many seeds. And again, my favorite thing in the world is when everybody wants that damn championship, and we got so many contenders coming out of this. But yeah, they cut the most part. Max just feels like a real character, the thing that brought us along to liking him in these backstage segments. And when he's out there in the ring, he's just like The Rock 2.0. Yeah, I feel like he feels like more of a real person in these backstage segments, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's get into a few more Super Chats before we move forward. Will Chisholm says, I'm biased, but send Melo. I think he's talking about to All Japan. Oh, uh, yeah. Melo would be cool over there, for sure. Mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't send him, though. Uh, we'll also say as soon as Endeavor got Vince out of here, Triple H is already working with the Japan company. Yeah, no, Triple H could not wait. <laughs> yeah, no, he he's definitely getting all his plans out the way now that Vince is out of the way. He's he's definitely got all of his checklists of things. He's like, yep, all right, well, look, look, let's make these phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> and then our last super chat for now, Shucky Ducky still cooking uh, on my side. Crab cake and cake donut aren't cakes. I don't know. Cake donut ends with donut. We know what a donut is. Like it, it is a <laughs> cake is a descriptor for donut. It's not cheese is a descriptor for the cake. Like it's not. I, 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 I don't know, man. <laughs> That's all of our super chats. We should probably get into some humpy since we haven't got into any on this pod yet. Uh, yeah, we have not read any of our humper chats um, <laughs> here. Uh. Well, here, while that is loading, yeah, um, and we are getting ready to get into Continental Classic stuff and some more stuff, uh, let's get a word from our sponsors just yes. to get things lined up. Mm-hmm. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap, Fightful, here to tell you about Bet Online AG, the highest credit card acceptance industry wide, 25 plus year track record, safe and secure online environments, payouts in minutes, the fastest in the industry. You can bet big with their high limits and rebet functionality, the earliest line so odds open before the competition, the industry's best bonuses on every qualifying deposit, and we're talking on everything. Wrestling, they got it. MMA, they got it. Boxing, they got it. But hey, you know what? I know we're fightful. We don't just live for that. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, racing, esports, anything you can think of. Not only that, this is exclusively where Fightful gets our lines from. If you hear us talking about lines on a prediction show or on our our post shows, it is always from BetOnline AG. Please bet responsibly and only bet what you can. BetOnline.ag 
be careful with those bets out here, man. Don't be yes, sir. betting willy nilly. Bet responsibly. But yes. you know, of course, if you want to bet online, bet online is your best bet. Um, Straight up. Uh, I, I, I'm still seeing in our comments that we, <laughs> st- we still have this cheesecake debate going. Uh, <laughs> Lay on my side, big dog. <laughs> I don't know how this turned into the biggest topic of today, but. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, <laughs> I can't uh, talk about wrestling. We ain't talking about pie. <laughs> no, yeah, y'all are wilding. Um, <laughs> uh, let's, let's get into some of these humper chats. Uh, from Tony P. Appreciate you as always, Tony P. Um, he says, I would like to say, first, power to Taraji for standing on business. Second, DC did it to themselves. <laughs> For the failure of the DCEU, even when fans told them to go slow and don't chase Marvel, chose the quick quick buck over quality. Um, speaking of bucks, WWE are in Dodgers mode now. I feel almost every re-signee and new contract are going to be over $1 million minimum. Uh, this has me thinking how much Becky will be asking for and if Mercedes will be asking for the same or more, she is worth it. Yeah, we talked a bit about the free agency. Uh, I do feel like WWE, with the big bag from the Endeavor deal and everything, they are definitely trying to get all their ducks in a row, mm-hmm. and they're definitely going to make sure they get everybody that they want to still be there on contract extensions probably before their contract is up. We just heard that uh, they're already possibly negotiating to get Cody on an extension. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be less and less of uh, an arms race for some guys that they really want to stay. Right? Yeah, the 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 they're moving very differently than they have been the last couple of years. It kind of was like they would let not let a contract run out, but it would get a lot closer to like what was going to be the end of it. And now they're not taking those chances. Like if we are in those stages, we're about to talk about it now. We're going to get you way before we even need to get to the point of you talking to somebody else so we can lock down all our superstars for the future. Just goes to show with the healthy wrestling landscape that this is how it could be because at the end of the day, all these wrestlers are going to get paid now because they want to, you know, keep them around. Yeah, uh, my mistake I am seeing now is that people are saying that Dave Miggity Meltz has reported that uh, Cody has resigned already. Oh, really? Uh, he signed a new WWE contract in October. Um, that oh. makes a lot of sense, um, but smart. That also lends to my belief that he's probably going to win at WrestleMania. I don't see how you resign this guy. You have this guy lose in April. That would be insane. That'd be crazy. Um, but yeah, yeah I mean, they you. had him lose in April this time, so <laughs> yeah, you just never know. Um, I, I feel like you're not going to have. You got you possibly have two guys coming from AEW main eventing WrestleMania next year and Punk and Cody. Um, I feel like one of those guys is going to lose, and I feel like it's going to be Punk. It's going to be Punk, definitely. Yeah. Um, so I feel like Cody's going to kind of win. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, uh, shout out to Taraji as well. I saw s- some bits and pieces of the interview she's done. Uh, very emotional stuff about you know just her position in the industry and how she feels like. Uh, you know, a lot of black women deserve better um, in terms of pay. Of course, you know, there's pay inequality when it comes to women, um, especially black women. Mm-hmm. And she was saying how she hasn't had a pay raise since uh, Proud Mary, which sounds crazy. Yeah. Um, considering at one point she was one of the most popular television stars because of Empire and mm-hmm. what that did and how she was even talked about. She fired some of her staff because they weren't able to capitalize on it. Um, yeah got to be grizzly stuff i also saw people bringing up uh 
hey, if she's so pressed for money, why don't you ask uh, Russell Simmons? Because she's in the picture of Russell <laughs> in Bali. And I was like, oh, Very okay. fine lines being walked there, my friend. Um, I <laughs> Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Tough crowd. <laughs> Tough crowd. But, yeah, it feels like the thing that really gets me about the whole situation, Phil, is Taraji's one of the – when they look at, like, black actresses, she's like – yeah, who people strive to be. Yeah. And then she's like, no, I'm still not. I haven't gotten a race since Proud Mary. Like, what are you even talking about? And so for her to be one of the glaring examples of success in the black women actress space and to not be getting caked up. And then you hear other stories from Issa and Jennifer Lewis and all these people saying that, yeah, it is fucked up like this. It's so unfortunate, man, Sad. because they are the leaders of our industry and they need to be compensated for it. Yeah. When you look at the things that Taraji has done, like just like culturally influential, like baby boy being a breakout role. Come um, on. And so many things she's done, like hidden figures and um, empire and all of these big things. I mean, uh, on an Oscar stage with three, six mafia, right after hustle and flow. Um, these are, these are big cultural moments. Um, man, what were they doing over there with Hustle and Flow? Because we heard also that uh, Terrence was saying he got paid very little for doing that movie. And then they finessed him with the contracts because um, he doesn't get paid for the use of the music for that movie, even mm. though that's all him doing the movie because mm. I guess they have it under DJ the character. So they didn't pay yeah. Terrence out royalties for that, which is absurd. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, when you think about that, like Hustle Flow was what it was and big moment nominated for Oscars and all these other things. And two of the leading actors from this movie didn't get what they were worth for that. That's it's wild. Nasty work. People, I mean, people are going to be watching these movies forever. They're streaming all this stuff and for them to not be compensated. It's so gross, man. Just pay these actors. They they went on strike and all this and it's still like this. Like, we came out of strike and, and Taraji's like, oh, nothing has changed for me. I don't care what we were fighting for. It's still hard out here. I'm still struggling and I'm a... Still hard out here for a pimp? <laughs> no. You know, we bring it back around real easy. Bring it oh. back around, man. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, every time I think about uh, Terrence Howard, I think of that Jamie Foxx mm -hmm. uh, clip of him talking about him. Still one of the funniest things ever. Um, yeah, but yeah, shout out to Taraji. It's unfortunate that this is uh, coming out as part of the press for the new uh, Color Purple movie. Yeah, um, and this, this is, is a rollout. <laughs> yeah, this is a rollout with all of these black uh, women and black talent related to this. Oprah, of course, um, tied to the movie. And this is the big thing that we're hearing out of it is, you know, Black women are not getting paid what they're worth. It's, it sucks. Sucks bad. Yeah, but shout out to all of them. Hopefully, you know, Color Purple does well. Um, I heard that there was a uh, problems getting this movie, uh, made in some ways, and and getting the money to make this movie, which sounds wild. We're talking about Color Purple here. Um, Oprah. You know, I don't know like man. How? Hollywood what? right now. I just I don't know. I guess it is kind of different when you're going in there. And right now, like all these big blockbuster movies, popcorn movies yeah. are the big thing. And then you come in there, hey, let's make a color purple remake. Um, they're yeah. probably like, eh, uh, is anybody going to wear a cape in this? Is anybody flying? You know what I mean? Like, they're like, yeah. you know what time it is over here. So so maybe I couldn't see it. But yeah, it still seems like it, all, all the people attached to this movie, there should have been some money. Fantasia and all these people. Come on. I, I don't know. Um, wild. Holly uh, Bailey. 
Yeah. Uh, let's see more from Tony P. Uh, congrats to the ace. Uh, but Obari needs to be given a lot of credit. He took over in New Japan after Meiji, and the pandemic did damage to the company. We know all of the Meiji stories and how he wasn't liked, how we thought New Japan Pro Wrestling was on its deathbed in 2020. Uh, yeah, I, I, do, don't, I don't think that Obari gets the credit that he deserves, man. I, I hope that I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Um, mm. I... I because he did take over at, at a rough period after the Meiji era and you know the stuff with um he being the, the the front of the company when they started the partnership with uh aw um he was the guy that led the company out of the pandemic era and got them back afloat and they're back in this in a strong period um i do think he belong he, he deserves a lot of credit for that um, he, and I think he did it all with a uh, professionalism and poise. Um, he definitely deserves the flowers. Yeah. I think for, uh, kind of coming into, a I don't want to say set up to fail situation, but his back was against the wall. Like, yes, be, having sure. to function during the pandemic when Japan has heavy restrictions, they, the crowd, they don't have crowds and the crowds can't be how they are when they do come. And then doing all that while also expanding into the U S you've got to give that guy credit for, for yeah. a tremendous work of there were some downtimes for new japan but i think for the most part like he was building it up and people were excited about it so yeah he yeah. i mean doing what he did with the chips he was given it's like yo congrats for sure see we got a bunch more from tony p let me just get it lined up uh yeah so what so what changes uh do you wish Tana would make with the company from the last night's commentary? It seems that, uh, queen has signed and I am happy for her. Also, I still feel we're getting a tag match at world's end. Also hear me out. Julia sky. If she can adapt, uh, Sue young, um, uh, changes. I would hope he makes with the company. I hope that they get the, I hope that they get the stardom stuff um, back into the exciting point where it was at the beginning of this year. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like it. they did a disservice um, with the stardom stuff of going from having the women on the card for Wrestle Kingdom, moving to the point from them being in a dark match to being on the main card. Yeah, it was a short match, but it felt like there was progress there. Mm -hmm. And to go from having that short match this year and not having a match at all, in 2024 i feel like that's disappointing yeah. uh, i hope that they're still doing the crossover show that they did um this year as well next year because i feel like they did a lot of fun matches with that and there's still more that you can do with uh matchups so hopefully they still do that again mm. uh, but i would say for me i hope that tanahashi um spearheads like doing more with stardom mm-hmm I hope that they put more focus on the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. I think there's always focus, yeah. of course, every year. But I think that this year, this year left a little bit of sour taste in some of the people's mouth. What Sonata did. I hope that next year it's uh, brought to prominence as it should be. Like that's one of the, the the main championships in all of pro wrestling, and I think that it should be held forth as that um okada we haven't fully got into okada this pod but i think next year is going to be super interesting because 
there's kind of two sides to this, I think, Phil. Okada has done everything that's needed to be done in New Japan. It's almost like a Mercedes situation, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's running the gauntlet of, he's having all the championships, he's the greatest IWGP championship champion of this generation, like, he's done all the main events, he's re- main evented Wrestle Kingdom so many times. Um, but it's still like, if he stays, there's still so much for him to do. He's still Okada, there's still a bunch of feuds. You could get him back into the world title contention and still be good like there's all this stuff i think for him to do but like on the other end it's like well what if okada left new japan what would that look like yeah i i I definitely feel like they gotta finalize the okada stuff um yeah i would like to see him sign like a big gaijin talent i feel like a A w has changed the landscape for that Mm -hmm. um, because we haven't seen anybody go over there and be the big um, guy, who's gonna fill those shoes now? Because the two big Gaijin guys were uh, either Jay or Will Ospreay now. Now mm-hmm. both of them are leaving. Um, I feel like they've got to sign someone big from the U.S. to fill those shoes. Um, yeah, I don't feel like any of the one. No disrespect to any of the guys there, but I don't think like Finley or LP or any of those guys could represent the role like Osprey or Jay White did. Yeah, then you had Kenny Omega before that. Those are Kenny. big shoes to fill. Huge. Um, yeah, I, who I, could who could it be? Do you have any idea? I don't know because, like I said, AEW has changed the game, man. It's 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 not like it was before, where you know other guys that want to wrestle that style of wrestling can go there. Now you have an alternative in US. You don't have to move out of states to go there. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, I I of course selfishly would love to see the IC title come back. I would love to see the white belt come back, but. Mm-hmm. If they make the global championship that they're starting at a uh, new New Japan uh, Wrestle Kingdom, the the new big belt, I wouldn't be mad at that either. I just selfishly want the IC title back. <laughs> yeah, I think it just done so much, especially for like the kind of what we represented the the time that Nakamura and all them. That time is so strong for us that we just always kind of want to bring those vibes back. So, but hopefully, this new belt kind of represents those same vibes. Yeah. Uh, see. Uh, more from Tony he says, uh, wrestling skills excluded. Uh, what current over NXT character act could you see not possibly getting over or won't translate well to the main roster, as it's currently presented if they get called up? Also, before I forget, uh, Merry Christmas to Reg and Phil. Uh, you won Petty of the Week along with Denise and Crazy One Hundred One. Uh, Reg, Crazy, and Denise. <laughs> um. Put out the receipts for the world to see. Then Reg getting salty because Denise didn't see his hand. Phil getting his feelings about Sean's strategy. Uh, for real, for real, though. The game was a lot of fun to watch. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Wish y'all, everyone watching, and a Fightful as a whole. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Um, Thank you. Yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. Of course, he's talking about the uh, tribute show on uh, Instinct Culture with Denise. Um, yeah, I feel like Sean kind of you know, Kyle game shooting. the system. He kind of mm-hmm. juked the stats a little bit. Classic. But it is what it is. It's classic Sean <laughs> Ross Sapp. Um, uh, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. Um, your boys came together as a tag team and collectively came in third place. Um, collectively. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to Denise for having us on there. Uh, we were screwed. We were set up from the beginning. And uh, I won our rematch. Yeah, the Grapsity boys, Grapsity together scored 50 points. So, you know, shout out to us for representing. But yeah, everybody definitely check that out if you haven't. And thank you for 
checking that out if you have already. Um, as for people that may not translate to the main roster, mm. um, I don't know if they've done enough to flesh out Roxanne's character. Like if she moved up today, I don't know if she would hit the same as somebody like Tiffany Stratton. Cause I feel like they've done more of the work to establish what Tiffany's character is. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's no doubt that Roxanne can come up and have the great matches. Um, but it kind of feels like a similar Bailey thing where she might come up and people might just not get it. Yes, she can yep. have the matches and people will like her, but I don't think that she'll be like the uh, home run that somebody like Tiffany Stratton would be right away. Agreed. I feel like the women's division in NXT, they're going to transition a lot better to the main roster than the men for some reason. I don't know why. Do you think they're going to take over Braun in this current uh, form or they're going to try to lean more into the Steiner bros thing when he gets up to the main roster? I feel like they're probably going to play up the Steiner stuff more when he comes right? up to the main roster. I mean, they played up the Steiner stuff a lot um, at the start of NXT 2.0 mm-hmm. and at the beginning of his title run. So I can see them absolutely playing into it when he moves up. Yeah, I can see yeah. it too. I think that's kind of the move and what should happen here. Um, as far as anybody else, I think that they have gotten to a position that their transitions have become a lot stronger. Like, I don't think there's anything that's like, they're going to totally switch up this character when they move to the main roster. Like they're really, they're doing exactly what NXT should have been from the beginning. Like we build them up over here and then we just move them right on. And as this character, because that's what people grew to love. Yeah. I mean, I think speaking of which, I think they've done a great job with moving like pretty deadly up and just what they've done with the tag division in general. Um, I think the tag division is showing a lot of promise right now mm-hmm. um, with WWE because I, for a minute it was uh, it was looking like slim picking. But right now, you're building a pretty strong tag division um, with Pretty Deadly coming up and doing well. Creed are doing very well. Yeah. They just main event at Raw. They're, they're wow. growing popular really fast. And they have not been on Raw that long. But that, that speaks to what you said about how well some of these guys are transitioning. Um, I think it's a good sign. Uh, Pretty Deadly, of course, um, attacked Butch after a fire match mm-hmm. with Dragon Lee. If you did not see that match, man, go out of your way to watch that North American title match from last night on SmackDown. <sighs> fire, man. That 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 counter that he got out of the bitter end, man, Dragon Lee is one of the ones, bro. Dragon Lee is on fire right now. That's a, the lines are a little bit blurry for NXT in the main roster with like guys like him, with guys like Dom have kind of been over there. Um, I'm loving the run that Dragon Lee's been on again because I think he's. You get worried when they bring over luchadors. Like a lot of times, they like to pull their mask off. A lot of times, they like to change everything yeah. about them. But they let Dragon Lee be 100% Dragon Lee, and I think it's paying off well for him. Yeah, but of course, after the Dragon Lee match, um, Butch was a little bit dejected. Um, he, uh, got confronted by pretty deadly backstage that he, he got into a scuffle with them and that led to, um, all this setting up a match for next week with him picking a, a partner of his choice to go up against them. Of course, he is on the out with, uh, Rich Holland, former, uh, Brawling Bruce partner, mm-hmm. which makes me believe Tyler Bate may be coming up to be his partner. Uh-huh. I feel like they have been setting up Tyler Bate to come up for a while. He's definitely been on NXT for way too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, this guy's got to come up soon. Um, and I feel like bringing him up and doing the British strong style stuff with um, Butch makes a lot of sense. Man, 
Call this guy Pete Dunn again. <laughs> call this guy Pete Dunn again. Bring up Tyler Bate. Restore the feeling, man. Get, get, come on, bro. It, I hope time. that's what's attached to Tyler Bate coming up of him being back to being Pete Dunn because this butch shit is still not. Okay. I, I hope like, so. Like, I'm honestly, this is going to sound crazy. I've gotten used to Gunther even. Like, I'm not, I'm not even mad about the, the Gunther, Walter thing. Gunther works at this point. But, but Butch, butch, butch uh, I don't me, like man. it now. Um, but, yeah, if that's where we're leading, that's another tag team on the board with uh british strong style possibly um you've got uh humberto and angel garza on tv which i was super excited for man because angel garza is one of those guys that i i just never really understood why they didn't have more from on the main roster i don't get it yeah he just feels like he has everything that they want he's a good talker he's got a great look great wrestler um it just feels like if you're looking for like that next Mexican star from NXT, I felt like he was the one, man. And this is honestly the best move that they make, though, because I felt like that about all three of these guys, like Humberto, too. Like, I think that these all three of them are stars. Yeah. So putting them together, I think, is actually a great move, because like here's yeah. the future of Mexican wrestling in the WWE. Might as well put the heels together and let them cook. Yeah, I um I think that those three make more sense than um, putting Escobar back with the other guys that he agreed with in, in nxt like mm-hmm. no you know no knock on those guys but i feel like there's more that you can get out of bringing humberto and guards up and mm-hmm. and adding them to the heel faction of course um escobar won his uh u.s tournament match against bobby because they stepped in seems like not only are they finishing up and setting up stuff for them to do with lwo now you're giving them another three man to go up against and lastly and and uh Street Profits. So, again, tag team wrestling is working. We've got the tease for AOP as well mm-hmm. as a part of the Karrion Cross um, segment. Am mm-hmm. I excited at the idea of them possibly being attached to Karrion Cross? Uh, no. Not so much, but very much excited for AOP to come back because they didn't get the run I felt like they should have gotten on the main roster. And again, another tag team. You've built up so many guys now that can challenge for those belts. Put up those belts and get it, get it cooking, man. Like, yeah. You've you've now built up so so many guys on SmackDown in particular that can challenge for those belts. You've got guys on Raw with the Creeds, like I said earlier. Um, you still have Alpha Academy on mm-hmm. Raw. Um, you still got DIY. So, you, yeah, you still got DIY. You've got the tag team division is really coming together. So I just feel like it's time split them belts up and and get it cracking, man. It's a really good problem to have. I think at this point, like, cause the tag team division has been so muddy on both sides. I think for a long time that like you have a healthy amount of, if you got more than five good tag teams, you gotta do something about it. And they have more than five good tag teams right now. You got a wealth of Imperium as well, as well as still on raw. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, Imperium. Yeah. Yeah, you've yeah you've got too many um, teams now not to split mm-hmm. the belts up and really get it going with both divisions. Um, I'm I do like that um, Bobby Lashley is so over that he forced their hand. Like they were trying to turn him heel, but people are like, "No, we love Ain't Bobby working. Lashley. We're not doing that." <laughs> Ain't working. That guy's too over right now. Um, people really like Street Profits as well. So yeah. It's not because I was in on them being healed, but then I was like, oh, no, people don't want them to be healed, though. <laughs> people are not doing them, guys. Um, but, yeah, I just I'm excited for what this means for tag team wrestling, because um, you, you did have a bit of a void with Uso splitting up and what yeah. that meant. And mm-hmm. now you've got so many guys coming together. That doesn't even matter. 
and, and you could easily build up that division. So when the Usos do get back together, you have so many guys that they can mix it up with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a good. I think that's a good sign. Um, and we know, you know, Hunter is a fan of tag team wrestling based on what he did with NXT. <laughs> so you can tell that this is more of him looking around like, oh, Vince ain't here. We can get back to the shits. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. I still think it is ridiculous how they split up the Usos, but then they just have Jimmy Timmy teaming with Solo every week anyways. It's like, why don't y'all just... <laughs> Yeah. But Jay is so over over there that I see it, but it's like, all right, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like all of this is get to get to the WrestleMania match. We're gonna yeah. get the Jay versus Jimmy at WrestleMania from right. then. They I know they want that, so happy for them. But I still yeah. want the Usos as a tag team myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I know they want to do the brother versus brother thing, but I I still just don't think it made sense with what they did. Because I mean, somebody just reshowed that clip of. Um, when the Usos did turn on Roman on that episode of SmackDown. And that it was so fire. That was such a great mm-hmm. moment. It still just feels like, why didn't they just keep the Usos together? I, yeah. I, but it is what it is. I, again, yeah, it, I, you're talking about the uh, uh, you're out and I'm out too moment, right? Yes. Mm. Yeah, that was so fire. I'm like, they're together. I don't understand why they went back after that. I don't know. Um I do think Jimmy has been very funny. I, I've come around on Jimmy as a heel a lot more since it first happened because uh, the uh, that initial turn at SummerSlam very much was not for me. But mm-hmm. I think since then, he's been incredibly funny. Uh, standing in the background <laughs> with a Roman uh, called uh, Solo the Tribal Heir. And he was just like, <laughs> word? Like... <laughs> Um, yeah, he's yeah, he's been incredibly funny trying to copy Roman's mannerisms and trying to stand in his spot. Um, I think the comedic stuff he's been doing, the 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 chicken shit heel stuff he's been doing on SmackDown has been a lot of fun. Um, but he's showing a little it. bit more uh, than his brother is at this point, huh? Uh, I think character wise, he's doing character better. Wise, character yeah. wise, I'm enjoying what Jimmy is doing more. Match wise and all of that stuff, Jay has yeah. been smoking it. Jay, Jay is, is still main event Jay over there though. So I, Jay, I yeah, it, Jay's know. been smoking it. He's he's in the best uh shape of his career. Mm-hmm. Um more over than he's ever been. Uh the Yeet thing is over. Um I think both of them have done good things since they've been separated. Mm-hmm. So I get it. Yeah, let's do the match. I'm in. WrestleMania forty, Uso versus Uso. I like it. Yeah, um, but yeah, very excited for what this means for tag team wrestling. Hopefully, mm-hmm. this means we're going to get some more tag team uh, matches on WWE program, get some more tag team matches on WWE pay-per-views. That's what I really want to see. Get those belts defended on pay-per-view. Um, and I hope that forces the hand of the competition because, brother, what's going on on the other side? <laughs> do something with them ROH tag belts, man. Come on! Uh, move, move on from this... Uh, this max thing man when they did that the thing on the the, uh the screen this week i'm like okay like what does this mean denise and i talked about it on the pods like if this means that you're gonna unmask the kingdom and they're gonna beat you for the ring of honor championships i'm in but if this if you guys are gonna swerve us again this is gonna be awful because they already did this angle of we're gonna have this match next week and then they get to next week and max is knocked out if you guys do this again i'm not gonna like it at all yeah please just Come on, move forward. Uh, move forward with AEW's tag division. I'm not mad at Ricky and Big Bill as champions. I enjoy them together, but, mm-hmm. man, build up some feuds for them guys. Get off to right. the races, man. Um, whatever you're going to do with um, Jericho now that Omega's hurt, figure it out and move move forward, man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
Get Young Bucks back on TV. Come on. I don't want to say it, but it is what it is. Get back to the shits with the Bucks. That's where I was leading to. I really want to see, man. Bring the fucking Young Bucks on TV. They're a tag team. Put them in the tag team division, and let's go for it. No, but I mean, you got promising things on that side. Hopefully, Mark Quinn will be back soon, and we can get Private Party back on TV and cooking. We got Men of the Year back together. Men of the Year. Um, I think that's good, but yeah, you just got to get back to pushing the tag division where it was man uh, i think that is another one of the unfortunate things that happened with jay white and of course i mean unfortunately uh juice had the injury as well but man just think about just how popular juice was earlier in this year man Damn. and nobody's talking about him at all right now nobody's talking about mm. the guns like they were the guns uh, was high man and it's just like, two out of three man. ain't bad <laughs> just, man, it just feels like they made austin it. and colton I just feel like they made a mistake with that. I feel like guns should have should have been should have been tag champions by now. I feel like they should have beaten Max for the Ring of Honor tag champions they at full gear. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but it is what it is. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that there's some promise though on uh, more on the WWE side. It's looking like at this moment, which sounds crazy. So I think that uh, next year with the, you know some injury. Some people coming back from injury, some tag teams reforming, some restructuring. I think AEW's on its way. But, yeah, WWE's got to split them up, and they got to continue to focus on those women's tag team championships, too. Them things have been in the ringer. They got some. We got some new champions this week on uh, Raw, so shout-out to Katana and uh, Casey on their, their win. Uh, I think they are some talented women wrestlers there. Um, I think there's good signs there with that tag division as well. You got yeah. Kabuki Warriors back together. Mm-hmm. Um, you can of course um do some stuff with them. They're finally putting Isla Don yep. and Alba Fire back on TV. Because I'm wondering like, where they were. <laughs> what happened to them after they lost those belts? They just disappeared <laughs> from television. Um they're finally back on TV. I think that's a good sign. Um I think putting the belts on uh Katana and uh I keep wanting to call her um <laughs> Lacey, it's not Lacey no more. No, it's not Lacey. Uh, Kaden, Kaden, sorry, Kaden. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Putting 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 the titles back on them is a good sign because they had such a good run. We don't know another name. I called one of them Casey earlier. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it, yeah. St- you 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 getting ready to call her Casey Catanzaro still? Uh, name changes, bro. Uh, I, but yeah, I was I was getting ready to call her Lacey again. Of course, she is not Lacey anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's a good sign because they had a good run with NXT as a tag team. Um, and it seems like they're going back to not just putting tag teams together for the division, actually going with teams that have history because you have Kabuki Warriors that have history. You have Stop Isla breaking up the tag teams that are yeah. established to make a not established tag team. It just never makes sense to me. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, so there's good signs there. Hopefully that means something moving on. I do feel like we're going to see Kabuki Warriors as champions again eventually. I would think so. Mm-hmm. Um, because I do think uh, the way they're trying to build up damage control is one of the best female factions ever. Um, I do think they're going to get more gold. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a wild question, by the way. When whichever one of those WWE accounts was like, "Are they are they the best female faction ever?" and I was like, "It's a little silly <laughs> to say that." But, That's but I mean, when you look at it, how many like how many are there? women yeah. factions has WWE had? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. If that's the game we're playing, sure, but all right. <laughs> yeah. That's a reach, but you got it. You can reach. It, it'll reach. It'll make it. <laughs> um, nah. <laughs> we're also kids saying that.
that uh, they need to give that uh, that AW needs to give its tag team division a BBL, BBL ASAP. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> definitely needs to upgrade. I don't know if I would use that terminology, but definitely needs to upgrade. Probably wouldn't the way I would describe it, but that's hilarious. Um, yeah. Damn. Uh, I think we've got some more Humper Chats as well. My screen just went blank on me, so I'm waiting Perfect. for it to come back up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, from Bizarro Bugel, he says, Sup, fellas, Phil the LeBron humbler, and is <laughs> the third biggest hater in wrestling ahead of Stokely for his Dan House and slander. Love these spot food matches and Ring of Honor lately. Thoughts on the women's title, uh, women's TV title. If they did a women's tag belts, should they float brands? Um, yeah, I think that's definitely the way to go. If they do the tag belts, they should kind of do the same thing that WWE initially did with the belts being floating belts that can go from Ring of Honor uh, to the two main AEW shows. Mm-hmm. I think they got to get these two championships established first before the women's tag team. On the contrary, I don't think they have enough women's tag teams in AEW or Ring yeah. of Honor to sustain it. So I don't even know if it really would be the time for that. Yeah, I feel like they've got to build up the division first. Um, that's always what I've been saying when people keep saying AEW women's tag belts. It sounds good in theory, but I feel like you've got to do the work to build the division first mm-hmm. because if you don't, you're going to have a very similar problem that WWE had. Where you've exactly. got the belts, but you don't have the teams to um, wrestle for them. Um, and I, I just don't want to see that happen. I don't want to see those belts just like languishing on television. Like if you look at the history of the WWE women's tag team champions in their new form, like most of the tag teams are like makeshift put together tag teams. Like there's not that many that are like, yeah. these people were a tag team for a long time. It's all of that. And you just don't want to run into that problem. I think they're uh, in the process of fixing that, which helps in all that. So yeah, you just don't want to do that. Yeah, uh, we kind of gave our thoughts on the TV title. I think it's a yeah. great, great thing. Um, I think it also says a lot about what Athena has done for women's wrestling and uh, mm-hmm. Ring of Honor. Again, it's her influence and just how dominant she is that they had to make another belt because she just won't lose. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think it's I think it's dope for women's wrestling. Um, I think it's a great opportunity for women to go there and um, establish themselves on Ring of Honor. Um, and they've got so many women that can go there and win that belt and make it uh, a big deal. So, yeah, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good move all around. I'm I'm excited about the TV championship because I think um, if they give it, they put it in the right hands like they did the men's TV championship. I think just having these weekly bangers with the new champion is a great move. And it's going to – Ring of Honor has already been the women's wrestling show of mm-hmm. – of the week for especially AEW, sometimes there's four AEW, uh, there's four women's matches on the show, and I think adding another belt championship to that is just gonna up the stakes, and that always helps. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I would also say though, I think that currently AEW's women's division is on an upswing. I think yes. the fact that they've done more with the women on Collision is a good sign. Mm-hmm. Um. I think having two women's matches last week on Collision, one of the better episodes of Collision, by the way. I feel like mm-hmm. um, one of the great things about the Continental Classic is that uh, the Blue League in particular has made um, Collision must-see television again. Correct. Um, 
but I think they've also taken the momentum with Collision and done some pretty good things with the women, uh, whether that be the Abaddon stuff, uh, then doing the sky blue turn on Collision. Um, I think that's good. I think that they've established the TBS belt again as something different than a world title. It feels like the homegrown mm-hmm. title with Julia. It feels like there's momentum behind it again. Um, the fact that Tony is like the most, one of the most present characters on television, not just for the women, period. She's one of the most present characters on AW programming. Right. And she's a woman. I think that's a good sign. We haven't seen that, I don't think, since Brit. Um, I mean, I had to really think about it before I said it, but I'm like, yeah, in terms of AEW Women's Champions, um, that's been the most present on television, that has been a part of the promotion for a lot of things, that gets to do stuff like commentary and all these things. Tony's up there. She's right next to Britt. Um, Facts. And she's been killing it, smashing it, man. I think she mm-hmm. was hilarious on commentary. I actually think that sometimes when she does the commentary, it's better than everything else she does because she's just so yeah. good at it. She's so funny. Um, she's quick with it. <laughs> When she uh when she got on and was like, uh, hey man, you're one of my favorite landlords tasks because I hear they call you the human duplex machine. <laughs> Died laughing. Um, her making all the guys on uh commentary uncomfortable by saying that uh <laughs> her and all the members of the outcast synced up their time of the year. <laughs> Hilarious, bro. Hilarious. She just does so many things that are like she pushes the boundaries of what she can actually says. And it's just so, so funny um, when she's just like, yeah, I am ready to slap the tits off of somebody. Speaking of tits, look at Soraya. She's doing great. <laughs> how are you getting away with this? <laughs> I don't know how you're doing this. She could. Amazing. Mm-hmm. amazing. I don't know if you've seen. Um, there was a clip they put up on AW's uh, IG account where she was saying, um, they asked her what is her favorite uh christmas tradition and she was like yeah i used to do a key party but that got me into trouble guys google what a key party is oh my god <laughs> what i the- don't think a lot of people will know what that <laughs> reference is but if you actually understand a reference so so funny Jeez, man. she says many things in this thing that i'm just like again pushing them boundaries of how far you can get away with things mm-hmm. very very funny stuff um she is great uh i think her coming down to the ring as well with the with the hopper binoculars and looking at <laughs> Rio from a distance like she's so small and then she looks away and she's right in front of her and she got startled by it. Fucking hilarious. Um she is just she's great, man. <laughs> yeah, really great character, really great work. One of the best wrestlers in the entire company, men or women. Uh this year is gonna look like back very strongly on Tony Storm and the work that she's done consistently throughout every AEW show. So really happy for her run and uh really excited to see what kind of match she has next week with Riho for the belt. Yeah, very much excited for a pay-per-view match with Riho. Uh Riho sparks the same debate every time she comes back. People are like, oh, Riho, why do they why do they have her? Meanwhile, the fan base clearly loves this woman and she she is extremely popular with the fan base, gets a great pop, has great matches. I I'm just kinda done having the same Rio debate. She has been Over a proven it. draw at this point. Um the numbers back that up. I just I don't really get it. But I think that's to the point of like me saying that the women's division is uh, on an upward trajectory at the moment, bringing Rio back and restoring the, the feeling and having so many people coming back at the same time, whether it be her and Abaddon. And then, of course, we got the biggest return of all out of this. Thunder Rosa is back, mm-hmm. returned last week. 
um, as a part of the angle with Sky Blue and uh, Julia Hart and uh, hopped off of the uh, Spanish com commentary team table and ran down and came to her aid. Very excited for Thunder Rosa to be back. She, of course, will be wrestling tonight in her hometown at a tag mm -hmm. match, San Antonio. Um, yeah, she's been one of those wrestlers that I have missed being on television. I think yeah. that she is fantastic. I've been just like, yeah, get Thunder Rosa back on TV as soon as possible. Seems like she's been clear for a while. So very excited she's back. Yeah, long time coming here. We've talked about this on this podcast a long time, how big of a fan we are, both are collectively of Thunder Rosa and what she brings to this division. She just brings a different energy. She's a big time player, like her matches, her angles, just her presences, I think is so important. It was really great to see her back. They said she something about 500 days she was out and like yeah, that's, the mental anguish whew. that that took on her, her body, her mind, like just uh, having to sit back and shit be slandered on tv and all everything that she kind of took and just had to like sit back and relax and take and still be on commentary and still do all that very commendable but most importantly we want to see thunder rosa in a ring doing her thing uh i love that she was on this week busted open talking about kind of her journey back talking about still wanting to be Still wanting to represent for women's wrestling. Like number one priority on Thunder Rosa's list is getting women wrestling, women's wrestling to the prominence that it deserves to be at. She's still gonna be that mentor. She's still gonna do all the things that she was previously doing. That's why, again, she's such an important figure in this space and why I'm so happy that she's back. Yeah. Um uh, how quickly people forget just what she did for this company was women's wrestling. Um, yeah. a, a, a slew of wrestlers that came and wrestled on dark were from her promotion mission pro. Yep. Um, what she did with Brit, um, to get women main events, um, that year, what that feud did for the division. Yep. Um, I think she deserves a lot of credit for that. Mm -hmm. I, I wish her title run would have gone better. I wish that, uh, the company would have handled her better as champion, but she did have some fire matches that year as champion. I think people mm -hmm. forget that part as well. Um, her match with Serena Deeb at Double or Nothing was one of my favorite women's matches that year. Yep. Um, it doesn't seem like she's been gone that long. 500 days is it's a crazy. long time. It's a really long time. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to see what she does now. Um, I still think it's very funny that she's on Collision um, over there on the Troublemaker show. <laughs> um, I, I don't know if you watch her vlog, but not only does, has she talked on a vlog about her journey of coming back and just the issues with her back, which has been fascinating to watch. Um, and just like it, it, all of those people that thought she wasn't really injured, like I think that they look foolish now because mm -hmm. everything that she went through with her back and how she was very candid about it um i think that says a lot but one of the funniest things from her vlog is um she she there's a point from i can't remember which week it is but she's walking through an airport and she was like um yeah i don't know if you guys have seen this but uh it's clobbering time somewhere man <laughs> and so she was like clearly responding to the punk return but not actually saying his name we're going in depth about it and it just shows again that she's one of those collision folks they're very much like punk um <laughs> it's just everything about collision is just so funny to me um mm -hmm. collision though again for me it's back to being the best AEW show i feel like having the straightforward matches um brian's been killing it over there in his continental classic matches brody's mm -hmm. been smashing it over there mm -hmm. um i'm even enjoying the house of black stuff they're doing with fdr at the moment um 
we got a fantastic uh, women's tag team street fight as well last week. Uh, Willow and Statlander, I felt like, did really well. It was really good to see Mercedes and Diamante on TV again in a big way. Uh, but that speaks again to what I said about how the women's division has been very much on an upswing lately because they've been doing more with them. I just want to see more, man. Just keep doing more character stuff with the women. Keep giving them more storylines. Keep giving them big things like this tag match. And speaking of Collision, uh, last week was a very great episode of Collision. We mentioned the Brian. Shout out to my homie, Brian, Brian Keith, for getting a shot at Orange Cassidy. Yes. And double shout out to the homeboy, Nigel McGinnis, for mentioning that Brian Keith was number one on the VW 500. Yeah, I did see that. You saw that? I did. I did. I seen it. Mm-hmm. You heard um, that? I did. I yeah. seen it. I heard it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, led. I again excited to watch uh, Collision again, man. I feel like those first few months of Collision, um, it was really, really good television. Um, I feel like it struggled to kind of find its identity again for a while. But I think that the Continental Classic has helped out a lot, man. Um, they put up the Brian Danielson bat signal, and uh, it was lit. <laughs> He's been over there smoking it, man. Andrade's been great. Andrade. Eddie Kingston has been fantastic. Brody King. Eddie. Oh, my God. Yeah. Eddie Kingston's been great for Collision as well. The week where he cut that promo beforehand, where he's like, Saturday, hey, hey. <laughs> hilarious. Uh, <laughs> hilarious. I love how Eric comes on and he's on the intro and he's always annoyed. He's like, oh, you guys got me doing this shit again. I have a match to prepare for. <laughs> yeah, I, and I think I, I think that's the good thing about Collision as well is that um, they very much still make it its own flavor. It doesn't yeah. feel like Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, opening the show was like the cold open and having the promos works. The fact that the intro to Collision is always different. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Nigel has been amazing for Collision Tremendous. as well on commentary. I think that he's a big part of creating like a different identity for that brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy that they brought in Tony Schiavone too to kind of be the centerpiece because Kevin Kelly was some weeks it was kind of wild, but he's been way better since they've added Tony Schiavone in there. Yeah, I think Kevin Kelly with somebody else, a third man to uh, fill the void has actually been great. But again, I got to give a lot of credit to Nigel. Nigel's been fantastic on Mm -hmm. commentary, and I think that's helped Collision a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think the last few episodes of Collision have been some of the best episodes so far. Um, Collision is not even a year old (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, because it just debuted on June 17th. Um, Mm. Wish I knew that. But uh, June seventeenth, barely half a year old at this point. It's kind of crazy that like the different amount of changes that it's taken in that half a year. Like this was CM Punk's show originally, and it's not CM Punk's show at all. Now it's Brian Danielson and Andrade and the Continental Classic, showing how strong that the Continental Classic was uh, as an idea. I don't know if like initially going into it they were like well this show's gonna kind of save collision too or this tournament's gonna kind of save collision too it just like kind of something happily that they landed into i think just having super strong ma- it just shows the 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 ethic and what AEW was all about dude i came for the matches man put the best wrestlers in the world against each other and that's all that i really want and the continental classic has been so strong and just showing that yeah yeah very, I've been very much excited to watch Collision again, and I think uh, 
man, you got to give the women their credit for that as well. I feel like yeah. the women have made Collision a must-see show. You even mm-hmm. got to give Statlander her her flowers for that as well because I think initially she was having good title defenses on Collision and, you know, carrying that over and having her have the title, the tag match, sorry, the tag match with uh, Willow this week. Willow has also been a big part of Collision Willow. Uh, from the beginning. Oh, yeah, to- shout out to that that damn street fight that they're having. The women were going crazy out there. Yeah, um, Willow, of course, won Owen Hart Cup on Collision. And so, yeah, I've always kind of figured, like, they should go back to that and make those women that have been there from the beginning a big part of creating that brand. So it mm-hmm. is good to see Thunder Rosa, who has been promoted from Jump, there finally. And, you know, finally we can put our foot on the gas and get going. Thank God. Thunder Rosa, I, I do like how they established her as a, a commentator so that this moment could happen. Like, yeah. we've seen her. Like It wasn't like a surprise, like, oh, shit, Thunder Rosa here. It's like, no, she's always here on, on Spanish commentary. So for her to just kind of come in and do her thing was perfect. Shout out to her. Excited about her match tonight and hope everything goes well. We need Thunder in the division. We need her in the game. And uh, she has to be in contention for one of them championships very soon. Yeah, I would think so. Um, I, I feel like the Tony Tony feud makes a lot of sense based mm-hmm. on you know how Tony won her second title run. Mm-hmm. Well, sorry, first title run. First title run. Yeah. Um, how she won her first title run. Um, I think that there's a lot. Of I'm into this there. Athena thing, man. Them building it on a line a little bit. I'm like, yo, they got a lot of history over there too. Yeah, I, I very much think the idea of Thunder Rosa on Ring of Honor it makes a lot of sense as well. Mm-hmm. Um. Of course, Thunder Rosa has history with Ring of Honor. Um, I think there's stuff you can do with that as well. Um, but yeah, Collision's been great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think uh, other than that, um, kind of got to give credit to Rampage. Rampage is one of those guys. Rampage. That, Rampage has become like the forgotten middle child in these th- in the, out of the three shows. But Rampage has been much better over the last few weeks. Rampage has given us some of the best matches over the last few weeks. The, the six-man match, of course, last week. But, man, we got the rematch from Ring of Honor uh, this week uh, with uh, Black Turok versus uh, Vikingo. Yo, not... <sighs> Dynamite being the third best show on the company. What's going on here? I'm like, you're getting beat it by Rampage because Rampage is out here cooking, big dog. <laughs> it kind of is, but I feel like uh, Continental Classic has helped Dynamite as well. Yeah. I feel like still there's more stuff that I don't enjoy on Dynamite than on than the other shows. Than the other two shows. Mm-hmm. I feel like the thing that helps Ram- uh, Rampage is it's an hour long. So yep. it cuts out a lot of the filler stuff that we get on Dynamite that I'm not a fan of. But mm-hmm. speaking of Rampage, when I was saying that the Women's stuff is on upswing. I really like what they're doing with the implosion of Outcast on Rampage as well. Yep. I think the storyline stuff they're doing with Ruby is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I think uh, the stuff that they've been building between with her and uh, Angelo is great. Um, I think the stuff this week I like Soraya so much more in that position than yeah. being a wrestler. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, I think the stuff with Soraya and Angelo this week was very, very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think even the way Soraya lost the match to Rio was great. Uh, the thing that I think this Soraya does really well um, with AEW is getting the crowd to boo her. Making her a heel yeah. was the best decision they could have ever made because she right. does, she does so good at like yelling at the crowd and getting them into the into the match. When the when the crowd start to quiet down, she'll just start yelling things at them and getting mm-hmm. her getting them to boo her or cheer for the other person in the ring. She's just very good at that. Um, yeah. 
I laughed several times when they started chanting things and she would just look right in the camera and go, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) It's so, so funny to me. Um, Whatever you can say with her limitations in ring, I think she's still very good at some of the like dynamics of keeping a match and bringing energy to a match. Um, Yeah. I, that might be a <laughs> a very unpopular opinion because some people are very down on Soraya's run with AEW, but mm. I still think she has a lot of the stuff that um is missing with some of the women that did not wrestle on TV long enough to understand like how to keep a, a crowd invested and stuff and how to work a camera. Yeah, this is a. There's some glaring things that you see that you know that she learned in WWE, and there's some instincts that she got from funny enough from working house shows that you just know. Like she's just been out there so much more of crowds that are completely dead that you have to do some little things to bring back, and she knows a lot of the little things to bring it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, hasn't been perfect. Road has not been perfect, Mm -hmm. Um, but. She she still does things that I enjoy sometimes, and I think the backstage stuff that she's been doing with Ruby has been really good. I think what they're doing with Ruby is great. I think it's time to turn Ruby into a babyface again, yep. uh, and I think that this is where this is leading. Um, go figure, as much as uh, the outcast kind of was a mixed bag and kind of a failed experiment in some ways because we didn't get the rubber match that we thought we were going to get with the homegrowns, um, I think the implosion of the group has done really well for all three people involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, of course, Tony has come out of it looking great, but this could end up working out really well for Ruby as well. Um, I don't know where this leaves Soraya, but right now I'm I'm in for the story they're telling. Yeah, good way to break it all up. I think that some people were sour on a lot of their run together, so I think this is. I think they're gonna do the breakup's gonna do way more for them than being together did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like where they're going. Again, very much like that they're doing storylines with the women, giving the women actual characters and motivation. Mm-hmm. Still some work to do. Still would like to see more in-ring promos with the women. I mm-hmm. think it's a good sign that they're doing more and more with Tony on television. Um, but, yeah, I think this is the most um, they've done with the women and the most I've been invested with the women's stuff in quite a while. Right. Yeah. And I think that leading into 2024 and the free agents we talked about and people getting healthier and all this stuff leading uh, into the new year, that 2024 could be a big year for the AEW's women division. Let's just hope that they capitalize on it. Absolutely. I do think that uh, hopefully they do get the stardom match that we have not seen yet at Forbidden Mm -hmm. Door. I feel like people have been asking for that every year. Yeah, they've got to get a big name from stardom to mm-hmm. compete at Forbidden Door this next year. Hopefully that happens. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know if you have any more super chats you want to jump into. Yeah, we got a couple of soupies. Uh, Shucky Ducky says the Rock says Poontang Pie isn't. Well, you know he's still on the uh, the pie thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, Will Chisholm says, Phil, your boy Seth told Drew, I don't want to hear your sad story. LOL. <laughs> nah. Um, this segment was great, not just because Drew, I feel like, cut a really good promo and got some really, really layered character stuff there for a heel. Um, but my guy then, listening to all that and saying, man, 
Listen, I'm tired of you making excuses, bro. Stop <laughs> making excuses. You lost. I lost to the same person as well. I never got a rematch, and I had to completely rebuild myself from scratch, and look where I am now. Stop making excuses. Yeah. And I felt him on that. That was the great thing about that segment is you can very much feel what Drew was saying, but I thought both of them made very valid points. But nah, Seth standing up there with that that red blouse on and leather pants and basically like, yeah, I ain't trying to hear that no more, dog. Like, get out of here. <laughs> and then proceeding to super kick this guy out of the ring, I'm like, yeah, nah, dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then then hitting, uh, uh, of course, um, line somebody people also thought that he took from the hangman and saying, yeah. I don't hate you. I pity you. Mm-hmm. I think that that was intentional. I think that he saw what people were saying the first week and saw how people were upset about it. And he was like, oh, I, y'all think I'm stealing from Hey, man. I got something else for you. Um, and uh, I, I thought that was very intentional. And I thought the usage of it was very good. Um, I Again, I think the Drew and Seth storyline has been really, really good. Yeah. Good work on both sides. I think Seth is, is really came into his role as champion. Uh, Leonard Aarons III said, who do you think challenging Joe and Max on Dynamite? And presuming they win, do you think they under, they unmask that night, or do we get it all unveiled next Saturday at World's End? Um, it kind of has to be the kingdom, right? I have to assume it's the kingdom. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I said earlier. Like, it, it has to be the kingdom wins the belts, and they unmask or they unmask before or whatever. But, yeah, I feel like this is a kingdom move. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to execute this, but I have to assume it's the kingdom. And then, of course, you have um, Roddy doing the yelling people's names that have very much grown old for me. It is just not funny to me anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. But what he's doing character-wise with the MJF is the devil stuff is very on the nose, and I feel Mm -hmm. like those three are probably the other guys under the mask. Right. Um, It's about time we start... It's, it's, yeah, get get those reveals in. I feel like we pretty much know it's Wardlow that's under one of the masks. Guy looks mm-hmm. like Wardlow, has the same boots as Wardlow. People pointed that out. So I, I, I'm assuming at this point the four guys are Wardlow, the Kingdom, and Roddy. Right. Which leaves the leader as very obvious. Adam. Adam. <laughs> uh, Anime Otaku 2 says, bigger minutes on commentary, Nigel or Tony? Nigel for sure. Nigel's yeah. biggest hater of the year. Nigel, we uh, the person that I call the greatest pro wrestler in our, of our generation. Nigel hates this man. He will not let Brian Danielson get one anything off without burying him. Biggest hater for sure. Nigel for sure, bro. <laughs> uh, Philip Emo says Rampage found the formula. Have a killer match that people will talk about online and hype up the match for when it premieres on Friday. Yeah, I think they they have a good thing going on Rampage. Um, Smart. It isn't the most talked about AEW show, but I feel like quietly it has been giving us a lot of gems in the second half of the year. Right. And then our last super chat of the day, I think, says Coffee Black says, shout out to the fellas. My wife and I are on leave with our first kid and the pod gets me through these sleepless nights. I'm going to need a Grapsity onesie. Appreciate you, bro. <laughs> Congrats on your kid. Congrats on uh, becoming a dad. Shout out to you and your wife. And yeah, Grapsity onesies should be a thing. <laughs> yeah big congratulations uh to you and your family uh got a handful of uh humpers left uh from bizarro big l he says i'm tired of anonymous guys bashing or downplaying guys or uh, this downplaying guys 
uh, I think you mean any of the releases here. Uh, you only have to look at Samoa Joe, Swerve, and Claudio to see what WWE wasted. Miz can't hold a flame to Vikingo versus uh, Black Taurus. Luchadors are wasted in WWE. They need to spy food. Um, yeah, no, I, I feel like people have kind of fallen on their faces more than once doing the whole, oh, man, this person sucks. Uh, no wonder they got released. Like, remember how bad people were talking about um, Chelsea Green at one point, all the yep. ideas. The internet hated Chelsea Green at one point. Man, she has proven since she came back that you guys were wrong because she has yep. been phenomenal. She's mm-hmm. she's done a great job of establishing her character. Man, quietly, she's been one of the best returns. Yeah, talk about somebody kind of like knowing their worth, carving out their own path and executing it. You got to give Chelsea Green credit because she knew. It was always like every time she would get released or something would happen, she was always so uh, optimistic and so just she knew that she was going to cook if she got the opportunity to. So for to see her cook is really amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely agree that people that bash these people that get released because a some of these people end up coming back anyway. Mm-hmm. And then you end up being a fan and you then. We've we've seen how the the, the how crazy the flip flops look. Been, oh my god! When Road Dog said that, oh no, that's the homie we actually hugged. I was like, all right, we get we have the, <laughs> a crazy. lot of these a lot of these CM Punk flip flops look really really nasty in the light, bro. We've seen Bishop going from trashing this guy almost every week to using his affiliate link. Bishop <laughs> to said, "This man is not worth any of the trouble. Why are we doing this?" Two. Actually, get you a CM Punk shirt. That's actually bro. It is it's wild out here. This guy <laughs> went out here from saying that this guy was one of the biggest financial flops in the history of wrestling to mm-hmm. now completely doing a one eighty. Yeah. Um, the Road Dog one eighty is crazy. Um, Booker T, <laughs> given that quote where he said that Punk <laughs> called him a flip flopper to his face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, yo, this all sounds crazy, man, but. Yeah, the fans have done this more than Man, once. I saw him, and the first thing he called me was a flip flopper. Is hilarious, insane. But yeah, the fans have done this more than once. Where they they'll just bash somebody when they get released and act like they never were worth the time anyway. But then either they end up coming back and they do well, or end up going somewhere else and doing well. No, you end up with egg on your face. Like mm-hmm. it just doesn't really help to bash the wrestler when they get released. That's why I keep saying all the time, you know, support the wrestlers, not the company, man. Right. The wrestlers will always show you their worth. Even if somebody is in a down point in their career, it's never too late to turn things around. We've seen so many times that this can happen. Just think about some, like, just think about how uninteresting at one point, um, some of the edge stuff was that what WWE was for me, at least I was not interested in most of what he was doing, but he comes, to AEW and this stuff he's doing with Christian is fantastic. I'm interested. I'm <laughs> in. Um, I mean, it's the same thing with Joe. Look where Joe was. Yep. Um, people was calling this man washed. Mm-hmm. And now this guy is um, potentially going to win the world championship next week. Yeah. Potentially yeah. going to win a world championship soon. Potentially in the conversation, I feel like for one of the, one of the guys of wrestler of the year for me. Yep. Facts. Um, yeah. And there's so many other guys you can say that for Claudio, has been fantastic with AEW, mm-hmm. Ring of Honor, um, where Eddie Kingston was at one point in his career, going to NWA, completely turning that around, making the jump to AEW. No, there's just too many situations. Tony where... Storm, remember Tony Storm left at yeah. the end. It was like, I don't know what's going on with her. And now she's one of the hottest wrestlers in the whole industry. Bam, they had Athena 
chasing the fucking 24-7 title, man. Yeah. That's how she got injured, was mm-hmm. chasing the 24-7 title, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it, yo, we've seen so many people turn these things around, man. I just think when you do that, it just does a disservice to the wrestlers, man. Right. You always, it, a lot of times, these people end up egging their face. There's always a tweet somewhere, somebody holding receipts. If you go, going, man, this person sucks. And then later, you got to give it up to them. Mm-hmm. It's got to get tiring. <laughs> Some people don't get tired of doing a 180, man. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, that's just part of the that's part of the bit, I guess, man. I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, we got uh, another one from Bizarre, uh, Bizarre Big L. He says, uh, all Japan Pro Wrestling was already a rival brand, but is working with WWE, putting a target on their back. After a large group uh, banded together to counter what WWE did uh, to the territories in Japan, will this hurt them business-wise? Cake isn't a pie, but apple, <laughs> uh, apple crisp cheesecake. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It doesn't feel. Uh, it doesn't feel like this is going to. Uh, bode well for somebody's perception of all Japan and uh, overseas. Of course, all Japan right. is a legendary promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you it's an if you know you know thing, but it's also very niche. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I can't say that some of those other Japanese promotions will be very happy about. This. It's gonna look away no matter what. Like when the news came out yeah. this morning, there was a bunch of side eyes for sure. Yeah, I. <laughs> I do think it looks wild when you've got all these other companies banding together and, and going like, we we're all over here doing this. And you're like, wait, where's all Japan at? And you're like, Oh, now I know where they was at. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all, y'all having the meetings getting together. Like, man, we gotta, we gotta band together. United, United front here. And all Japan is just like, Oh man. Hey, hey y'all, y'all got some time for us over here in this meeting. Yeah, over like, <laughs> <laughs> They're yeah. in the meeting, like, wait, what exactly are we talking about? What does WWE have to do with this? Because they offered us a bag, and we are going to take it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it definitely looks away. I'm not sure what that will mean for the future, but it definitely looks away yeah. with everything that's happening with Japanese wrestling. The timing is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it, it does look crazy, and I have to assume some some people over in Japan will not be happy about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that is our last humper chat. I just want to make sure. Um, nice batch today, you guys. Nice batch of super chats. Nice batch of humper chats. Yeah. Y'all are cool. Yeah. Um, I believe that is our last one. I think we can round this thing up and get up out of here. Uh, with... Just a little bit of a roundup for the Continental Classic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, really good tournament. I had high hopes for this tournament going into it. Um, when you kind of built this as their version of the G1, of course, you're going to build up some lofty expectations for it. Yeah. And I feel like for the most part, it's delivered. I think the matches have been great. Um, the story stuff they've done has been really, really good. Just a Tremendous tournament all around. We talked about how how much it's done for Collision, how much it's helped Collision as a brand. Um, but I feel like it's helped AEW as a company in general because it it it's changed the it's changed a bit of the perception because there was a lot of negative press before the Continental Classic. Um, a lot of people were kind of down on the weekly product, and I feel like this has helped it a lot. Yeah, I think 
this is probably going out on the limb, but I think it's done. It's overachieved, honestly. Kind of like I would agree. going into what they expected this tournament to be, what it actually became. I think is maybe even wilder than they expected. Like for Roosh, Mark Briscoe, Jay White, Swerve, like all these people. Like I think they came in with some good fanfare. Swerve came in off a really hot match, but this tournament has established even more how heavy a lot of these these guys are. I mean, Roosh is a bigger star coming out of this tournament. Uh, Brody King's a bigger star coming out of this tournament. Mark Briscoe's a bigger star coming out of this tournament. Swerve's a bigger star coming out of this tournament. Uh, Moxley's adding so much on. Jay White has a stat, like, kind of, I want to say turned around his career, but, like, he's done something to show that he is exactly who who we think he is. This tournament has done so much for more than just one person. We get to a lot of these tournaments and they're just like a rocket or something for one person. Like, oh, this is going to, at the end of this, this person's going to be really over. And there's some people here to take losses. There's some of this. This tournament has gotten so many people over that I'm like, man, this is exactly what they set out to do. Yeah. Um, I think the matches have been really good, like I said, but I think yeah. the to your point, um, this has done a lot for Roosh. I think mm-hmm. Roosh, has benefited a lot from this tournament. Um, he hasn't had the most wins. He only has six points, but even in the losses, he's come out of those matches looking amazing because he's giving a lot of these guys their best matches of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, I, I feel like coming out of this, you got to push this guy, man. Yeah, he's come out of this looking really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if uh, for Mark Briscoe, as he's another guy that hasn't won a lot of matches, but uh, the big thing he was trying to get across after final battle is that this is kind of his rookie year as a singles competitor. Right. And looking at it this way, that way and having him stumble um, in this to get started, mm-hmm. um, I think it's a good story to tell. I think it's a good story um, with what they did with uh, Jay Lethal this week and him finally getting his win. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. It is a great story to tell because, like, J- uh, Mark Briscoe has done tournaments before but he's done it with his brother. This is the first yes. time he's ever been in a tournament alone by himself, navigating those waters. And for them to play up to that, I thought it's super important. And yeah, going into the J versus J match, I think, or the J versus Mark match this week, I think was uh, uh, super important for the story and the ending of the tournament for him to like, okay, I learned so much from all my matches, but at the end I did get a win. And next year I'm going to be something else. Yeah. I, I definitely feel like this is, a, him getting the training wheels off as a singles competitor, but also, you know, working through his grief and working through, you know, competing without his brother and just, mm-hmm. you know, standing on his own. And that's a really cool, like, small plot line to put as a part of the tournament. Um, I also feel like all of the story and character stuff they've done with Garcia has been really, really good. Yeah. at zero points, but I feel like character-wise, this is the most interested I've been in Garcia since the stuff with him and Brian, I feel like mm-hmm. circling back to that with their match and having him conflicted about who he is and how he, how he's going to move forward as a wrestler. Um, I feel like him, even though losing a lot of these matches, giving a lot of these guys a real challenge in 20 minutes matches has been really good for him, mm-hmm. especially last week with Eddie Kingston pushed him all the way to the limits. He had to really work for that win. Um, yeah, I, I I won't say that it's done as much as it did for Roosh, but I feel like he's in a good place character-wise where you can start building him after this. 
Yeah, I think it, and for as far as pro wrestling goes on, just this tournament showing that you can build matches and stories and angles with wrestling, I think is probably the most important thing, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if you want to say that Roosh, like I said, he benefited a lot from this, this showed just how over Garcia is. People yeah. did not realize this guy is over. He's over, man. He was getting cheered heavily mm-hmm. um, during that match with Kingston. Um he was getting cheered a lot during that match with Brian. He's mm-hmm. this guy's over. That dance is over. He's uh you got a lot to work with this with this guy. You just gotta figure out what is the next direction. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know what that is, but I am interested. I hope that they capitalize on this. Yeah, I think that they they've gotten themselves into a corner where like the character work that Daniel has been doing after with the promos that they've been doing backstage and kind of the story that he's been telling in his matches, like, oh, you guys got something here and beyond the dance is guiding him there and people are still excited about it, but that's also kind of like playing into the catalyst of what moves, where he moves next and them still being like, you're a wrestler and all this stuff still kind of surrounding him. I think, yeah, just along as the line of, of what Roosh did, I think that's kind of story has been told for Daniel Garcia and got him even more over than he was. This tournament has been great. We haven't even said anything about Brian tournament. Who's like about Brian Danielson, who this tournament has, it's, it's inspired by, but he has, hit it out of the park every single time and i don't expect any difference tonight yeah yeah i think uh the other great thing about garcia in particular not just that the dance is over like you said now it just feels like the dance is part of the package because he's still showing he can work um especially like in that match this week he showed that his mat game is he's out mm-hmm. of here it's out of here he's a great wrestler he's still got the in-ring talent but then also this guy's shown that he's a great promo and a lot of those backstage yep. promos they do with him. He's been amazing. Um, yeah. You got to do more with this guy coming out of this tournament for sure. Yeah. Um, I think like you said, Brody King has come out of it looking really good. I've, um, I've liked the blue league matches a lot. I've liked the stories that they're doing with the blue league stuff. And like I said earlier, I think that that has helped collision a lot because that's where a lot of Brian matches have been. Um, but the, what they're doing with Eddie Kingston is so good. Um, having him do the slow start and then have to work his way through and um, really earn that spot in the finals. It wasn't like he came straight in as the champion and he just started beating everybody. He's kind of started an underdog run through this tournament Mm -hmm. and I think it worked for him. I I think it works really well. Having him get his first win against Claudio makes a lot of sense because he hates Claudio Mm -hmm. and that match was fire. Um, having to work to get that match versus Garcia last last week. And then he's got the match this week um, against Andrade. Man, it really feels like in order to win this tournament, he's going to have to beat Brian and Moxley, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Big, big, that's big blocks to get in front of. Again, mm-hmm. this, the, the way this guy started his run with this company as a baby face and, um, having the feud with punk and then as an extension having a problem with brian because brian is another one that kind of looked up turned up his nose to him and we saw that even in the match we got to sign it in after he beat him and said that he's a bum i feel like there's a really good story here of these are these are two obstacles that he couldn't get over initially with aw and to kind of prove himself and be the guy that wins this tournament potentially he's got to get to those two guys really really smart 
Yeah, good way to finish out his tournament and going to give him so much more. I mean, we he already has so much sympathy. He already is like the fans wrestler, but beating Moxley and uh, being Brian and then potentially beating Moxley in the finals and winning this, I think is going to send him into an even different level. Again, this tournament has done so much for somebody and we still have with the Eddie Kingston story, some story to be told. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrade came in, got nine quick points out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, could easily had 12 points. Um, but I think he's had a really, really good run in this tournament. Reminded yeah. people who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were not paying attention at the beginning of Collision and how he was having the great matches, had that fire butt, butt, butt mat match this year that I think people are forgotten about. Had mm-hmm. a fire ladder match on Collision I think people are forgotten about. Um, but this tournament has basically reminded people, nah, Andrade's that guy. Like, yeah, don't sleep on this guy. Yeah, um, no, he's just a, another one that could be in the main event scene and uh, reminding people that he can still do so many things. Like, he could still fly. He could still ground. He could still strike. Like, he's, he is probably still got time to even enter his prime. Like, he is a top-tier talent. Yeah, of course, Brian has been like one of the bigger bigger draws from the blue league as well um mm-hmm. we expected this this tournament was essentially made for him yeah. um and he's been fantastic i love the idea of him doing what he always does to us because apparently he hates us and <laughs> that's um getting people to feel like he's the favorite to win this thing and then every week we watch this guy put himself through hell to win these matches. Um, ever since Andrade started targeting that eye, now you see even more guys targeting that eye. And it's just like, bro, stop it. Stop doing this to us. Every man. time he does this after a uh, match promo with his eye all bust, I'm like, Brian, why are you, why are stop you doing, doing this, to, this us? to us? Bro? Like, I'm just, I just want you to be safe. But yeah, of course um, he is, he is a sicko and he loves, uh, he loves traumatizing. Works this. every time. I hate him so much. I fall for it every time. Every time he does something, and I'm like, I know he's just working. I still fall for it. Yeah, but he, I think he did a great job of coming out out the gate and getting big wins, and then giving Andrade that big upset and giving him one of the biggest his biggest wins of the tournament. One of his biggest run, wins with the company, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's also says a lot about who Brian is and how unselfish he is. Right. Um, and I, I do think he's going to lose this tournament. I do think yeah. he's, he's going to lose um, the semifinals um, to Eddie. And I do think Eddie is going to go to the finals. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause right now the, the semifinals are setting up tonight. The two matches tonight will um, determine the semifinals or the finals for the blue league. Um, mm-hmm. We of course know, what the semifinals on the Gold League were because there's a three-way tie tie between John Moxley, Swerve Strickland, and Jay White. I really like the story they've told on the Gold League side with those three mm-hmm. guys as well. Um, Swerve has been positioned as the guy coming in with the most momentum and, man, racked up 12 points. Could very easily have 15 points. Um, mm-hmm. Moxley got a very dodgy win against him. That's the only loss. That's his only loss in the tournament, and he technically did not lose that match because his shoulder was up. I think that is a very smart thing to do, and then setting up a three-way where he could potentially lose that and lose the tournament, but mm-hmm. he does not need to be pinned to lose that match. Yep, very very smart. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, what they've done with Moxley of cementing him as the ace of this company because he has had a dominant run in this tournament has beaten everybody that's come his way except for the guy that handed him his first 
post WWE match and Jay White and showing that Jay White still has his number makes a lot of sense. Jay White is a master counter wrestler, master mm-hmm. defensive wrestler. So it makes sense for him to be the guy that has his number. Um, right. Also a guy that has the most experience in these kind of tournaments. Um, yeah, it makes sense for him to also have 12 points. I really mm-hmm. like how they've kind of built him back up in this tournament after the loss to Max. Um, go figure all of those people that thought he was buried and he was done. There was nothing you could do with him. I mm-hmm. feel like this tournament has flying, flown in the face of all of that. Yeah, very strong work, I think, from all three of those guys. And the triple threat match is really smart. I love that they did. They had uh, Jay White beat Moxley clean to show that he does have this number, but then establishes for next week that Moxley can get his win back. Like they could tell the story of Moxley hasn't beat him two times. If he does beat him, that's a big victory for him. Swerve doesn't have to be involved in the finish, or he can be involved in the finish. I think the triple threat match does a lot. And those were the three guys. Again, I've said Moxley was the one to lose in this tournament. And those are the three guys from that side I think we all expected to be in this position. This is a uh, good work going on over there. Yeah, I, I think the way they booked the the gold the gold league finals is very smart. Um you, you set this up where Swerve already has a win over Jay White because he beat him in the very first match of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, that wasn't the first match of the tournament. That was the second match because yeah. he faced Jay Lethal in the first match. Mm-hmm. Um, mixing up my Jays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you, you set this up that Swerve already has a win over Jay White. And then on top of that, Jay White has a win over Mox. And then Mox technically did not beat Swerve. So right. it, it kind of feels like going into this finals match, anybody can win this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I do fully expect Mox to win Mox, this match. Yeah. I do think Mox will be heading to the finals. I do think it makes the most sense for Eddie Kingston to be the guy standing across the ring from him at World's End. Mm-hmm. And I will just echo what I've been saying for weeks. I do think Eddie Kingston is going to win. I think Eddie Kingston's winning this tournament too. Yeah, I can't see it going any other way with the championships involved and how the story has played. Eddie Kingston is yeah. going to win. Yeah, even even... If you think about it this way, let's just say for kicks that Moxley doesn't win this and Jay White ends up winning this. Eddie Kingston is the guy that kicked Jay White out of New Japan. He has a win over him. Mm -hmm. So it does make sense for... Also uh, just this year, insane. Yes. It does make (laughs) sense for him to be the guy that wants to be a triple crown champion and wants to stop Jay White from having any more influence on New Japan because Mm -hmm. a New Japan belt is in the pot. So it does make sense for Jay White to go to the finals, but I do think that the real end to all of this story, long-term storytelling, might I add, is uh, Eddie having to get through Brian again and then having to get through Mox at the pay-per-view. And he's Um, already beaten Claudio. Yes, yes, Mm -hmm. yes. So I I Mm -hmm. think that makes the most sense, but... Like I said, I've really enjoyed this tournament. Uh, I think the three-way tie um, shows not only that, you know, Mox is an ace, but it shows that Swerve is earmarked for big things. Even if he loses his tournament, um, I feel like this run in the tournament is just another, you know, stamp on what this year was for him. Um, And it is more proof that this guy is ready to be a main event player. Um, I think... Again, rebuilding Jay White is good as well. It shows that after this tournament, you can do more with Jay White. Um, Very much excited for what a lot of these guys do after this tournament. Very much excited for what this means for Brody King. I feel like he got to put a belt on him soon, man. He he came out of this tournament looking really, really good as well. Mm -hmm. There's so many guys in this tournament that I feel like you can put a belt on. Like, 
what you can do with Garcia after this, what you can do with, like I said, Brody King, what you could do with Roosh. Um, a lot, a lot of positives coming out of this tournament. Yeah, that's what I think. I think it's like it's done so much for like the almost the entire field that I think it's just like a rounding success. Great work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very, very much uh, happy with what this tournament has has done for the product. Um, and you know, we got was um, TK said at the beginning. You know, you guys put your money where your mouths are, and fans have told you what they want to see, man. The, mm-hmm. the fans have have been. Uh, unanimously happy with the with the tournament. Uh, did Collision did very well against NFL um, because I think because of the tournament. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good sign. I think if if you're one of those fans that are like I'm tired of the sports entertainment shit and I want to see more straightforward wrestling, I feel like uh, the fan base has told Tony what they want to see right. um, because of this tournament, and hopefully that's a good thing. I think it's uh, uh just like I was saying they the spirit of AEW this was it and presenting it every week on their TV show I think was super important and showing that uh the thing coming into AEW this is the type of shit that we wanted so kind of continue these traditions kind of keep showing that it's all about wrestling and wrestling's a sport and wrestling's Japanese and wrestling all these things I think this tournament has done everything yeah I very much like that uh there have been a lot of callbacks in this tournament, not to just AEW stuff, but the New Japan stuff with Jay White, um, uh, tying back to all of the stuff with Eddie Kingston, how much he hates Claudio, um, mm-hmm. the stuff with him and Brian, um, the long-term stuff with him and Mox. Um, I mean, even like the Swerve stuff in the tournament, I very much feel like he's losing the tournament because now that we know that um keith is teasing having a match with him i think that's going to be the world's end match is mm-hmm. keith lee versus swerve yeah and that's another big reason why i'm assuming, assuming he's going to lose but i don't think he's going to get pinned in this match i very much feel like mox is going to pin jay white and get his first win over him right oh yeah um uh <laughs> I think we got one more super chat. I got to go. I got to get on the road to Bakersfield, guys. So we got to get up out of here. All Japan said, Will Chisholm says, All Japan said, I don't know what y'all talk about. I'm going to talk to this girl. Yeah, they said, they said uh, forget all that uh, UN networking shit, brother. We're trying to get it back. Yeah. Yeah, no. Nah, they was over there doing the Heal the World joint. And he was like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> all Japan was like, nah, I'm good. Y'all got it. I'm not about to be over there doing that. Y'all keep it. Straight up. Yeah, that's all of our Super Chats. Thank you guys again for your support, and thanks for everything. Let me just double-check and make sure I did not miss any Humper Chats before we get up out of here. Appreciate you guys, as always. We do not. We do have any more Humper Chats. We have any more Super Chats. So you know what that means. It has been fun, as always. Appreciate you guys coming here and commenting. Appreciate you guys all year supporting the pod. Uh, support we got one more before the year's over. Yeah, supporting the two of us as a duo. Um, we'll be back at you next next week. Probably we'll do like uh, kind of a year in a review thing yeah. or something. Uh, Preview but, uh, Wrestle Kingdom and World's End. So, yeah, we got a lot of content to talk about next yeah, week. Yeah, we got, we got some stuff to talk about next week. But, again, appreciate you always. Appreciate you if you just came here to debate what is and there isn't a pie. <laughs> appreciate you as always. Um, uh, be sure to check out that Leo Rush interview right after this. Um, check out us on Denise's channel doing trivia. Uh, there's enough content out there. 
<laughs> to go around. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as always, we appreciate you. This has been Grapsity. I'm Phil Lindsay. Righteous Reg. We are out of here. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.